across the UK, online and on DAB. Who has made a covenant with the night and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Right, so where were we? Good evening, dear listener. This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Who that lady there with no microphone on? Uh, Catherine Boyle. Got him. We got him. How's your week been? Mine's been up and down. Ended with some exciting news. I can't, you know it, Catherine. Mm -hmm. I can't say it. And I hate those people that go, oh, oh, I've had a really good email. And I can't tell you what it is. But I can't. But it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Genuinely. Like proper... Oh, yes, please. I'll take one of those. It's like one those bits of news that you get in a dream, and then yeah. when you wake up in the morning, you go, oh, no. I think I had a dream that my one of my good friends, Spencer, got separated from his um, wife. I don't know if they're married, actually. Well, but, uh, that would but, be bad news. Well, I, but then I thought, I, but, but today I was thinking about it, and it, I think I might have had this dream ages ago. You can get rid of the bed now. I don't know if you can get rid of it now. And I think I thought it was real. I don't know if it's real or not. I don't know if it's real okay. or if it's a dream or not. Well, I take it you don't do Christmas cards then, because no. surely that would have been notable. I was, ah, now here we go. Um, let's start on a sad note. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. It's our last show before Christmas, dear listener. But we're back New Year's Eve, uh, at ten o'clock for four hours for people. It's a New Year's Eve party for people that don't like New Year's Eve. We'll hardly even mention New Year's Eve. We'll just sit here and ramble and talk nonsense and take your calls. But if you want to give us a call now, I've got an empty switchboard. Oh, oh, and a teaser, and uh, not even a teaser. This is our gift to you and t it was a gift to me for the, the radio geeks that have been following me for fifteen years or more. Lady Alex is answering the phone. Someone I haven't worked with for about 12 years. It'll mean nothing to to many of you, but I mentioned it on Twitter, Alex. People went crazy. Has it gone off? It's it's all like gone off on Twitter. Do you remember Twitter? when Kim Kardashian like showed her backside oh, with yeah. the champagne? It's like it's, that. You've broken the internet. Eclipse that. It's nice to see you, man. How you doing? You're, yeah, well, I, we, we both kind of had, I think, up and down years this year. Yeah, we've had interesting years. Interesting years. Um, well, we have, we have to go out for coffee. It's so nice to see you, man. So I've not had Alex on the other side of the glass for, uh, it's probably it's 12, 13 years. I've got to say, when years. you said Lady Alex was on yeah. uh, the desk today, I was expecting someone slightly less uh, beardy. <laughs> 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 it's so nice to see you, man. It's really nice to see you. Uh, so if you phone up, you'll speak to him. He'll take your call and he will give you um, uh, a call back. And, and there's no real agenda for this show. We, we try and avoid politics. Um, Brexit's happened now. It's done. It's finished. I think Brexit has been finished tonight. They voted it and it's finished, which is great news. So we never need to do a phone-in on that again. Um, and it's the last show before Christmas. So I've got some news stories. I've got some bits and pieces I want to talk about. But... As always, uh, between 10 and 1 uh, on Talk Radio, we shall allow you to um, do your own agenda, really. 0344 499 uh, Don't swear, don't be libelous. Those are the only kind of rules. What was I talking about? Something very, very important before... Exciting then. email. Excite oh, exciting email. But that's the end of that because I can't really talk any more um, about the exciting And annoying email. people that go on about exciting emails <laughs> yeah, and yeah, don't, don't was, give any more detail. Uh, that was it. That was it. Um, so my, um, uh, my builders are back. After being away, the builders are now back for a few days. And my builder is um, not, not Arab. Albanian. Very similar letters. Very different places. He's Albanian. And um, 
he said something weird to me today, and I went, you're talking rubbish. He said, no, no, no. First of all, he said, oh, I've never been to hospital. Right. I went, what? He said, I've never been to hospital. I don't even know what blood type I am. I don't know what blood type I am. You're a rare one, Catherine. Yeah, I'm O negative. Okay. I don't know what I am. I'm O negative. Is A, is, 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 is O is the common one? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Does it, back in the day, I just right? know that I can, everyone can have mine, but I can only have mine. Back in the day, um, everyone knew their blood types. You had to know your, your blood type, but now no one really knows it. And also back in the day, before DNA, that was how they would determine if someone was someone's dad. It was by the blood test. But it still was like, how, that, that, that must have been dodgy, like 35% accurate. And also, that's dodgy because my daughters are my blood type, not their dad's. So they, your, your husband is not the father of your children? I'm definitely the mother. Okay, well that's, uh... And that's here's something. the thing, most women, women who've given birth will know their blood type because you have to check it out because there can be complications if you, if you have a different blood type from your children. James says, are we talking about JK Rowling, gender and sex tonight, Ian? Give us a call if you want to talk about that. I, I, I'm, I'm up on that story, guys. I'm up on that story. I've got it covered. If you want to talk about it, I personally, I, you know, I, <laughs> but if you want to, uh, uh, it, it's a hornet's nest as far as I'm concerned. But if you want to talk about it, 0344. <laughs> Four nine nine one thousand. Request. Yes, sir. I would really like someone who is affected by the comments to talk about. We're it. all affected. Well, we all, we are all affected. Sure, but we are all affected by it. Men, women, and trans men and trans women. Yeah. Here's the here's the, the we are and I will go back to the exciting story about my building having never been to hospital. Can't in a minute, wait for I promise. That. Uh but we are all affected by it. Uh, and I have my views on J.K. For those who don't know, J.K. Rowling um, is supporting. Uh, 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 it, uh, it gets very complicated. This is why I was avoiding it. It's to do with trans issues and w what makes a trans woman a woman, if indeed it does make a woman a woman. There was trans. an employment tribunal whereby a woman was accused of um, being hateful towards her trans oh, we're colleagues. We're doing it, aren't we? We're doing it. That's what I'm saying. Doing a fault. And, and J.K. Rowling uh, had an opinion on it. Uh, and I've got an opinion on it. Oh, three, four, 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 <laughs> nine, nine, one thousand. Here's why I think my opinion is it, 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 it is valid. My opinion is valid, but is less valid than everyone else. Is less valid than women's opinions. Because a lot of the arguments seems to be about trans women. So people, I, I will use the wrong language, I'm old dinosaur, please phone me up and correct me because I want to learn, okay? I'm not doing this, I'm not using the wrong language to, to cause offence and to be, you know, um, an Asian provocateur. Oh, the pants sellers. They're excellent. I'm, I'm doing it just because I'm a dinosaur, right? right. But the, the issue seems to be around people who are born biologically men who wish to trans, what's trans? Fishing. Thank you. Into, to, to women who are born with, with. Who feel that they are women. Feel that they are women, okay. And a lot of the, some of the, um, uh, aggression, some of the dispute, some of the objections to the rights that trans women are being given, a lot of the objections to the rights are coming from cis women. And this is why I believe my view is important, but less important than those of cis women, because I'm a man, 
that would be telling a woman, a cis woman, that her opinion is invalid, and I would also be a man who is telling someone who is biologically born a man but is actually a trans woman that I think their rights are more valid to become a woman than those of someone who was born biologically a woman. Gosh, it's a minefield, isn't it? So, I'm aware that the, the, the women, cis women, would be... Why would they want to hear... Why, you know what I'm saying? Some might. <laughs> I know! If you want to call in about that, you can call in about that. So, my builder today says, I've never been in hospital. I'm like, what? Never been in hospital. I said, what about when you were born? And he he's said, a builder? Yeah. What, he's never, like, put a hammer on his thumb or no, anything like that? he's a very good builder, actually. He's um, disappointed that I don't like the underfloor heating he's installed. I think it's rubbish. And I, I think want... your um, decision is, is bad, but yeah. continue. So he said, I've never been to hospital. I said, what about when you were born? He said, oh, no, I was born in a forest. I went, what? He said, I was born in a forest. I said, no, you weren't. Shut up. He said, yeah, yeah, I was born in a forest. He said, when I was born, we lived, like, in an isolated area, and there was heavy, heavy snow, and the snow was so bad that we couldn't drive um, to the hospital. So my mum, my dad and my aunt walked to the hospital through the forest, but her waters broke. Right. So she gave birth to me in a forest. And do you know how they um, broke the umbilical cord? Twig. Stones. Shut up. The aunt Shut went, up! The aunt, He's having you on. This is Christian. You've met him. This is he, like when my granddad said that he was born in the jungle. <laughs> was he? No! Did born he say he was? He's a flipping docker. Um... It was, so he, his aunt went around looking for sharp stones to smash the umbilical cord. I mean, it is a problem, I would imagine. I mean, we can do it as a phone-in, it's a tough one. Why not wait ever, for a passing rabbit? <laughs> have you ever delivered a baby I I in a forest? Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. But then his next story was when he bit half of his tongue off, and then he went to the hospital, and I went, Aha! You went to the hospital. He said, oh, I did for that when I bit half of my tongue off. Oh, so it's not true. And then he showed me his tongue and it's very, very short. It's a very short tongue. I think he's having you on. I don't know what's going on, guys. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you'd be very, very welcome. Uh, let's go to Dredge. Good evening, Dredge. Why do you want to go and see cats? Oh, because I love cats. You know, I've got four myself. And, oh, you mean the oh, movie. I know why he wants oh, to go. Oh, the movie. Kath, get up some of the reviews <laughs> of cats. Dredge, <laughs> it looks like the biggest car crash of the century. My friend Scott went and saw it and said it was like the mighty boosh. I cannot <laughs> wait. I don't know any of the songs. I know Mag Magical Mr. Mistopheles and I know Memories. Is that from Cats? Yes. I know those two songs. But then I was reading a review and apparently in some of the scenes they forgot to do the CGI. So there's <laughs> one scene when there's like a woman dressed in grey, <laughs> like in the background. Right. And then the guy realised... They hadn't put the cat body on. <laughs> and then there's another bit with Judy Dench where you see her hand and it's a cat hand. Yeah. Poor. And then you see it later on in the movie and it hasn't got fur on it and she's got a wedding ring on. <laughs> so, <laughs> Judge, there's no... I want to see Some it of these cats, the female cats have breasts. Mm -hmm. Not one of these cats has a bean hole. Now, <laughs> as an owner of four cats, Dredge, I can yeah. assure you, cats' backsides are integral to their daily upkeep. So I 
want to go and see this film. It looks like it's going to be the greatest movie of all time. Reviews. This Here is my favourite. And there have been so many on Twitter. Oh, it's, it, read Thank the reviews you. on Twitter, man. It's brilliant. This is my favourite one. Yeah. And it's, it's a compilation by Joseph S. Peets, who says, I would pay to read a book of just Cats reviews. And it's because of things like this. Janelle Riley, Cats is pure nightmare fuel. The rejects from the island of Dr. Moreau putting on the show is bad enough. Yeah. But add to that more crotch shots than a Michael Bay movie in every imaginable pun and that still won't prepare you for the hellscape that is children's faces CGI'd onto mice. <laughs> then there's Robbie Collins. You still, you still suspicious, Drake? <laughs> Glad to report that Cats is everything you'd <laughs> hope for and more. A mesmerizingly ugly fiasco that makes you feel like your brain is being eaten by a parasite. A viewing experience so stressful that it honestly brought on a migraine. Cats is wow. the worst movie I've seen this year, says in capitals, Tyler Coates. A truly awful and ugly film that I wish I could erase from my brain. And one more from Carl Buchanan. Watching Cats is like stumbling upon an unholy and heretofore unknown genre of porn. Heretofore. Heretofore. Every time these horny fur demons tongue a milk bowl and start moaning, I was certain the FBI would raid the theatre. Drench, now, <laughs> now, would you like to reconsider your opening gambit, sir? Um, well, heretofore, gone tomorrow. <laughs> Doesn't it sound delicious to you? Blimey, I mean, who, who's, do you know who made it? I mean, who's made this? I think it's thing? actually it's made by cats, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, think I don't so. know, but it's got big names. It's got Idris Elba, Judy Dench, Ian McKellen, Taylor Swift, um, and James Corden. These are big, these are big, big stars. Although I've got to tell you, over the weekend, was it, or the week, I was watching Sky Arts and they had the original stage play of Cats Beautiful. on, right? Beautiful. And that's weird as well. It twisted yeah. my melon. It was Rosemary Ford. What's on the board, Miss Ford? Mm. Slinking around. Dredge is probably the only person listening who would know who Rosemary Ford is. <laughs> she was in I it. I do know who. I yeah. do know who that is. Elaine Page yeah. in a shabby coat being the midnight one. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But the movie, the movie, the movie, the movie, Dredge, you and me, we're going to smoke a doobie and we're going to go and sit in the back row and we're going to giggle. It sounds good, actually. Yeah, now you've convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, I can't wait. I mean, I'm not going to pay like 18 quid to go and see it in the pictures. I'll wait until it's like I on the last week for three quid or, or until it comes on, on the telly. Can we see it in 3D? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Gosh. I would have thought so somewhere, yeah. Oh, it sounds, it sounds revolting. Oh. But, yeah, looking forward Cat to the sequel, Dogs. But, um, yeah, so, uh, Dredge, come on. I went to see, I went to see, um, the Star Wars. I'm not going to spoil it, but the butler did it. Okay. Uh, did you, you didn't go and see Star Wars, did you? Yeah, man. Really? Is it a good, is it a satisfying conclusion to a, an often disappointing series? Oh, is it finished? This is the last one. No. It's so the last one uh, in the nine, but they'll do yeah, like spin-off movies and stuff. On. Exactly. It's the last one till the next one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was good, but what I kept thinking, you know, um, Adam Driver, who plays the nasty person? He's the guy with the moly face, right? Kyle, Kylo Ren. Yeah, Kylo Ren, got Ren. a very moly face. Long face. He was like, you know, it, it was right in the middle of some big scene with, you know, hundreds of things blowing up and loads of incredible dramatic music. Is this a spoiler you know? alert, Dredge? No. Okay. Kylo Ren comes down, I was thinking, all I could think was, he looks like Bobby Gillespie. He does look like Bobby Gillespie, the lead singer from The Primal Screams. So that was distracting. That would put you off. That would put you off. Bands don't make movies anymore. And this, I think, is... I think the last band movie was Spice World, Spice World, which I watched about three or four years ago when my boy was going through a big Spice Girls thing. 
and I loved it. Do, I suppose, concert movies don't count. Don't count. I'm, I'm talking about proper acting movies. Ideally, when they're not playing themselves, mm-hmm. which they do in Spice World, but I enjoyed Spice World, but I, if, if any bands have made, uh, I started to watch the other day, um, it's got mud in it, um, Born to Rock and Roll or something it's called, but that was unwatchable. But bands, bands, get off your backsides and go out there and go and do some acting, make some movies. Talk, talking of music type stuff, uh, what was Ronnie Spector like? Oh, <gasps> what was she like? Reg, it was amazing. For those who don't know, we were off last night because we booked tickets. Eight, we got we got free tickets, if I'm honest, because we had her on the show to go and see Ronnie Spector from the Ronettes, Be My Baby, all of that stuff. Uh, Shepherd's Bush Empire. It was packed. It looked empty until right at the last... Everyone came in right at the last minute. I think it's something to do with the age of yeah. the audience, is that they were prompt. And, um, I mean, the first half was only half an hour long. Was and it? She, yeah, and she wasn't on stage for all of it. But, but, but she's 76. She sounds incredible. When she came out on stage, I, st- I was giving her a standing yeah. ovation. No one else did. Um, and I really wanted to get up and rock. No one did. Then at the end, when she did Be My Baby, and I grabbed Kath's hand, I said, Kath, we're going down the front and we're going to have a little boogie to this. And we did, man. And then everyone got up. Everyone got up and joined us. We were literally right at the front of the stage, no more than two feet away from her. She touched my hand as as she walked past, and she's singing Be My Baby, and I saw Mummy kissing Santa Claus to us. It was was incredible, John. Uh, And her voice is, her voice is amazing, still. She's tiny, isn't she? Absolutely tiny. But that voice, my God. Uh, it was Incredible. great, man. It was great. Really, really good, actually. Came away feeling as though I'd seen something very magic. And But the audience generally were quite sort of reserved. Yeah. Right? So until, until Be My Baby, right was, at the end. The last four songs, it, yeah. It was, an, it was 40 minutes of sedate whoopee. Yeah. Followed by a 10-minute frenzy. And some people behind us talking all the way through yeah. it. And I wanted to punch Ooh. them on the nose. But not even, not even whispering, Dredge. Just normal voices as if they were on their own in the living room. Scumbags. Oh, that's the thing, isn't it? People now think that they're on their own in the living room. Yeah. Drake, have a lovely Christmas. Hey, man, and you guys. Thank you, my dear. Up your bum. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is. Oh, I nearly clicked the block button there when I meant to click the hang up button. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. The late night alternative weeknights from ten with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. After hours amusement for anarchists, air hostesses, and jet lag antipodeans. Good night, Cobras. Can I crash on your floor? The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Bands in movies, I'm reminded, and I've not seen this, but I've been, I've been told this is genuinely brilliant. Thank you, uh, uh, Paul David. Hmm? Uh, you have to watch Bula Quo, the status quo movie set somewhere like Bali. It's magnificent. I've heard it's a really good film, so I'm, I'm, that, it might actually be my Sunday. That might be my Sunday, is watching the status quo acting in a movie. They were in Coronation Street, weren't they, the quo? Yeah, I guess you remember Bruce that. Hornsby, not Bruce no. Hornsby, Bruce, I met him. That's the actor's name, I'm doing the actor's name. Is it Bruce Parry? N- Bruce Parry, no, you're thinking of Mike Parry. No, I'm not. It's Bruce... Les Battersby. No, but I'm doing, I'm doing the actor's name. Yeah. Who, and do you know he was suspected? No, he wasn't. He, Bruce, go on, Google it. Jones. Bruce Jones, he found one of the Yorkshire Ripper's victims. Yeah, and right. that's why, because he had a little bit of a booze problem a while ago. I think he's all sorted now. I hope he's all sorted. Um, uh, and I think that was was one of the triggers mm. for him getting a bit into the drink is that he found one of the Yorkshire mm. Ripper's victims. And I think, I think, I think for a while was 
one of the suspects. Well, I mean, that whole investigation was a mess. Yeah. And it's the reason why they brought in this thing called Holmes, which was a kind of cross-referencing. Sherlock Holmes, the detective, I've heard of him. No, a cross-referencing yeah, I've heard of thing, him. because what they were working off were cards. He's got the pipe, hasn't he? Okay. Okay. Yeah, go on, go on. So the police officers... Played the violin. Right. They were working off like... Rumoured he was a cocaine addict. Who? Sherlock Holmes. No, opium. And cocaine, but lots of people used cocaine back in those days. So cocaine was right. It was more opium. The star Not rumoured, actual fact. The star-studded film adaptation of classic musical Cats has been savaged by critics as one to forget. Mm, meow. The claws are out for Oscar-winning director Tom Hooper. What's Tom Hooper directed that's won Oscars? I've never heard of this guy. So uh, some kind of jerk. Didn't he do Les Miserables? Oh, okay. Version of Andrew Lloyd Webber's hit West End show. Not even an all-star cast, including Taylor Swift... Idris Elba, James Corden, Judy Dench, and Ian McKellen could stop it being slated. Website Rotten Tomatoes gives it an average score. Gives an average score based on critics worldwide. Last night it had cats on just sixteen percent. Here's the thing: not everyone's going to like cats. <laughs> no, but some people are dog people. It's being no, reviewed some... by dogs. Snoopy's going. Some people are, you know, not everyone like the stage play. Not everyone's into that stuff. You don't. No, have but to go I think it's it. also a bad. I think it's a bad film. Oh. One scathing review by the Daily Telegraph said the only way to fix cats would be to spay it because oh, it's no. an all-time disaster. Mirror film reviewer Chris Honeyset wrote it had a threadbare plot, adding Judy Dench, Ian McKellen and, Id uh, McKellen and Idris Elba do their best, but James Corbin, Corden and Rebel Wilson are a unique form of horror. It left me feline embarrassed for all concerned. Feline, feline sounds like feeling. Yeah. See what he did. Movie magazine Empire's review hit out. There are so many eye-meltingly bonkers moments, so many baffling creative choices. That's why I want to go and see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sounds a mess. I'm off to see it. If, if you've seen it, man, oh three four 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 nine. I want to see it. Don't you go and see it without me? One one thousand is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, do it. Um, let us go to Alistair. Good evening, Alistair. Evening, Catherine. Good evening to you, sir. That was a long old breath. It took just about 30 seconds in breath to, to bit, get to the, the good evening. I'm a bit nervous. Why is why is that? Well, I don't know. Um, it's just nice to talk to you again after so long. You spoke to us on Saturday. Well, it's a long time. It's a long time. Who knows who did that? How many... Here we go. Can we work this out? How many people have died since Saturday? Because <laughs> uh, I bet it's loads. I bet we've, I bet, I bet we've lost listeners because they passed Ooh. away. Maybe, and if you, well, if maybe some of your relatives, dear listener, have passed away. If so, I, I'm, I'm not making light of that. I just, I just wonder how many people have died since Saturday. You never know, Alistair. You never know. Actually, it sounded like you enjoyed the show on Saturday, you guys. We had a great time for those who came and saw us at the sold-out rabbit hole in uh, Putney on Saturday. Thank you very much indeed. Although, here's the thing. I was, if you weren't there, this happened, right? I bought a brand new pair of jeans from The Gap. Brand new jeans. <laughs> oh, stop it. Brand new jeans, Alistair. First time I'd worn them, right? Oh, 50, oh, 50 quid. Picture, 50 though. quid reduced, had 50% off voucher mm. to 25 quid, right? And as we were setting up the stage, I, I just had a little, a little sort of tear, but I didn't think anything of it, right? 
And then when we came out on the stage and we're dancing to Rock and Roll All Night by Kiss. We were singing it, we were performing it. All I was doing was doing like, you know the sort of Cockney dance where it's like, you got the Cockney dance, like that. Knees up. Describe the knees up. Knees up, Mother Brown. Knees up, right? yeah. And I heard this... <laughs> and I felt... And my whole backside... <laughs> no, one cheek. No, well, the whole thigh, the left thigh or right thigh was on display. The jeans had ripped. The jeans had ripped. Outrageous behaviour. Terrible. Terrible. And did you, have to, did you have to cover him up, Catherine, when you were Well, he made out that he wanted me to cover him up, but then it became a thing. And I enjoyed... I walked about with my my satchel <laughs> hung very very low, and then Not we went euphemism. out. We went out for dinner afterwards. <laughs> with Sam, who normally takes the phones, and we bumped into our friend Peter, who, who was at the show. And uh, when I went to the toilet during the middle of the meal, I had to get my satchel and hang it low <laughs> so that no one could but see. Happy coincidence! You were wearing new pants and they were clean. There we go. You see. There yeah. you go. You see. Anyway, Alistair, what can we do for you this evening? <clears throat> well, first of all, I'll say, um, I hope you and your families have a great Christmas. Thank you, Bobby. Peace and love. <laughs> Secondly, uh, I'm filling up here, I know. Huh? Oh, um, I've got a documentary which you really should avoid, in case you see Is it. Is this the cats family. thing? Yeah. Now, what is it? It's called, now don't say the title, it's something like, don't F with cats or something, isn't it? That's correct. <laughs> What is this? Because I'd never heard of this, and it's yeah. just started. Then I saw a hashtag and I clicked on it, but I still don't know what the do what the documentary is. Well, the the subtitle, oh sorry, the sub uh, title is um, "Don't F with Cats." Search for an internet killer, mm. so you can sort of tell mm. that it's uh, a bit dark and it's yeah. a classic crime documentary, really. And for those who like that kind of thing, it really is quite interesting. But um, a certificated 18 for um, uh, pictures of animal cruelty Oy. and um, pictures of real dead bodies. Oh, no, no, no. no, no. no I don't no. like... I don't like the real dead bodies. And it does involve cats. So. Oh! I don't I like the real dead cats. bodies in documentaries. I feel I've... I feel I've seen it. Unless it's something... I, was gonna, let, let, let me, I don't know if I necessarily agree with what I'm about to say. So I'm going to say it, but I don't know if I agree with this. I don't want to see dead bodies in documentaries. And this is what I was going to say. Unless it's something like a documentary about Auschwitz or the Nazis mm. to make a visual reminder, a visual image of just how atrocious those crimes were... But I don't know if I if I necessarily agree with that statement either. Certainly not lingering shots. Yeah, I mean it's only it's not as it's not lengthy at all, so it's certainly not that bad. But it is obviously for people who don't like that kind of thing. Yes. Then obviously I wouldn't recommend. You're it. a very sensitive man for um, warning us. Of course, but that actually the. Um, the guy who becomes the subject of the documentary, yeah. very interesting guy in terms of his psychopathy oh. and, um, you know, where he's come from right. and what he's doing and why he does it. I'm going to check it out. I'm, I'm going to, that's, that's, so Sunday, um, so far I'm watching Bola Quo, the status quo movie, and Don't F with Cats. Hey, Alistair, are you, um, yeah. all set for, uh, your AA meetings over Christmas? Um... I missed one last night, Ian, would that's you okay. believe? That's okay, I would, I would uh, believe that, because that's weary. life. I've got one on Monday. Yep. 
Um, if I go away, I'll miss the Thursday, but then back on the Monday. I've started um, going to AA meetings as opposed to NA meetings really? and because i've i've um i've got a new sponsor who's in aa and he's because we've had a few nights off this week he's kind of invited me to we, well, the first one was last friday when we weren't in because they were doing the political show right yeah. and he said oh well why don't you come to this meeting that i'm this aa meeting that i'm going to and i went alistair and i'm not gonna break any confidence or you know anything like that any anonymity oh. but Something very magical happened in that meeting. Someone came over to me at the end of the meeting and said, you don't know me, but I am. And I'm not going to say who they are, or even what the connection is, because it'll be too many clues. No. But it blew my mind. It was an, and I, afterwards I, I phoned up Kath and said, my God, something, something has just shifted. Something has just, the star, so the universe is telling me something. It was a real, what we call in the rooms, it was a real higher power moment. And since then, Alistair, yeah. I've been to a few meetings, and stuff's just started happening. It's, ma it's, it's weird, man. It's really weird. Yeah. It's proper yeah. magic. Stuff has started happening. And um, so I'm going to meetings. I've got a good one I'm going to go to on New Year's Day, if it's open. I think it's open. Um, so, yeah, I'm loving the AA meetings. Yeah. I mean, I recently, last, I would say, month, you know when they talk about in the prayer, the serenity, the yeah. feeling of serenity? I mean, I'm starting to get that, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Like, where I actually think, in a particular situation I find myself in, I know that in the past, I used to get anxiety and mm. all sorts of thoughts like that coming through me. And now I just think, well, you know... It's fine. This week, uh, my, don't my, worry about my spot. And by the way, uh, we've been me and Kath. I'm sure I, I can speak for Kath on this. I've been getting the serenity from you for the last four or five months, probably the last four months. Do you reckon, Kath? The mm. serenity from Alistair, just speaking to him and when we've met yeah, him, it different like, vibe. It feels like you have. Um, you're kind of you're letting. How, how would I put it? You're letting things. You're letting things wash over you a bit more, but not in a passive way, in a kind no, of cho choosing what's important, recognising and being yeah. grateful for what's important, and letting a lot of other stuff just go. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, um, you know, I've still got goals that I need to work towards in terms of my recovery. Mm. But in terms of, you know, the situations and you meet, you bump into people, yeah. and sometimes they're very nice and sometimes... They can be a bit cynical. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, matter, matter what, the doesn't matter what they think. I started praying again this week. They started praying again this week because my sponsor said, you've been praying lately. I said, no, I'm not. He said, well, I'll give it a go today. Since then, Alistair, since then, things have just fallen into place. Things have, yeah, handing it over to the universe, the cosmos, God, your higher power, whatever you want to call it, things have started to fall into place and have ended. Th this week has ended, it's been a, a, an up and down week, and this week has ended with me getting an email that is beyond my wildest dreams. And I can't say what it is, hopefully in the new year I'll be able to say it if it definitely happens. But uh, but an offer, of a, uh, an offer of a piece of work that is beyond my wildest dreams. Imagine! The, the week I started praying, alright, it's a coincidence, fine. I'll carry on, see if there's any more coincidences. Yes. It's nuts, isn't it? Uh, have a lovely Christmas, mate. We will speak to you hopefully on New Year's Eve. We're doing the New Year's Eve show for people who don't like New Year's Eve. Including oh, us. Sorry? Including uh, us. I can't I'm stand it. It's a waste of money. Stay in. Save your money. Ten till two. 
Is it ten till two? It is, isn't it? Ten till two, or uh, New Year's Eve. What, when is New Year's Eve? Is it the 31st again? 31st, yeah. Right. Stay in New Year's Eve, um, and we will keep you entertained. Yeah. We'll certainly be making noise. Right, we're gonna, let's find <laughs> out, let's have a, have a listen to an advert for one of our colleagues, 0344-499-1000. This dear listener is talk. You haven't got a trail? Uh, Come on the microphone and tell me. Unbelievable. Lady Alex, not worked with him for 15 years and all, now I remember why I never worked with this guy. There's no trail. No, they haven't, they haven't put any in there, because everyone's uh, off, aren't they? Oh. <laughs> like, no, Hang on a minute. You're saying you. that when uh, when everybody's well, off, that things don't get done? Trust me, when, when people are here, things don't get so done. So, when we leave tonight, we've got to lock up. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, just for the rest of the show, have we just got adverts? Yeah, 20 past, 22... Beautiful. Then in that case, in that case, we carry on talking. Thank you for the heads up, sir. 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Be very, very welcome. Just, this, just this, since this meeting last Friday, a week ago, a week ago, things started, magical things started happening. I think you're um, thinking differently as well. Like you're approaching. I'm always, I'm a clever guy. Well, well. I'm a very clever guy. I get what you're saying. You're saying I that I'm, say a you're a I'm a lot too more clever. Hum- I'm more humble. Oh, I'm the humblest guy I know. <laughs> I'm so humble. Um, but it's funny. No, but though. you're putting a lot of stuff. Like you'll say to me occasionally, "Oh, that was a step, whatever that you just did." Yeah, it's 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 being incorporated a lot more into the way you're living. We asked how many people have died since Saturday. Yeah, I've got two wildly conflicting numbers. CJ says it's nine hundred nine thousand six hundred. No, what nine? What one two three nine? Hundred and nine thousand nine hundred and nine nine hundred and nine thousand six hundred. He seems very sure of that number. Where was he on the night in question? Nine hundred and nine thousand. So just under a million, right? just shy of a million, right? And then Paul says eight thousand four hundred. That depends. I suppose it depends where they're casting their net. Well, well, uh, well Paul says in the UK, he says one thousand four hundred people die each day in the UK. So it will be 8,400. I'm guessing CJ is doing, is doing the world. That's the rumour. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing CJ is doing the whole world. I would hope so. Otherwise. Jamie says, I went to see Bula Quo at the cinema. As a lifelong fan, I was stunned by this film. There were no words. I have so much to say about it, but I don't want to ruin it for you. Enjoy. Now, oh, is, that an, is that a enjoy or is that a enjoy? I'm so excited about Bula Quo. <laughs> So excited. Let's go to Jackie. Good evening, Jackie. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Cass. Hey, Jackie. What can we do for you on this Holy Friday? Holy Friday. Okay, very, very quickly. I just wanted to say a very, very happy Christmas and a really good New Year. It's Merry Merry Christmas. This is this is my bugbear. (laughs) What is the what is the song? How does the song go? We wish you a happy Christmas. Catherine. Merry Christmas. Thank you. We wish you a happy new year. That's it. People who say, oh, happy Christmas. No. I don't want a happy, I want a merry Christmas. Christmas. I want a happy, I'll have a happy new year, but I want a merry Christmas. You can't have a merry Christmas. You're in AA. Well, (laughs) oh, I don't need booze to have a good time. Oh, really? No, 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 we don't. No, we don't. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. If anyone says happy Christmas, I will have to uh, karate chop them to the floor. There you go. Yeah. And, yes. um, uh, very, uh, I'm surrounded by cats at the moment, so yeah, I'm go. in bed, I've got work in the morning, yeah. so I just wanted to You're say You're digging that, the cats I? at the moment? Pardon? You're loving the cats at the moment? 
my cats are beautiful. Yeah. I've just got a new stray for the bed, and they absolutely love it. So Fantastic. they've all started joining me again. Yes. Oh, can't move. That's what it's about. Go. That's what it's about. Yeah. I was I was woken okay. up not last night, but the other night, the night before, four in the morning, by my kittens, uh, Patty and George, just decided that it was Fight Club time, and so they're literally <laughs> running across, chasing each other across the bed, under the bed, up over the bed, just going around in a loop. For 20 minutes. Yeah, He's going, babies, 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 will you stop? Well, you know I've had my kitten spayed yeah. a couple of weeks ago. No. So we're getting her ready for the t- time when we might let her out. By uh, we've, got her, we've got her a collar with a bell. And it's driving us nuts. She And I think she's learned how to, I don't know how she's doing it, but she has managed to creep up on me a few times. I think she might be running along holding it. <laughs> Need a bigger bell. Maybe. We're going to need a bigger bell. But in the night, though, all you can hear is flipping jingle bells. <laughs> and she, she's really good. She doesn't knock things over, but she has found the radio next to my bed. And so, like, yeah. two, three o'clock in the morning, all of a sudden, boom, and it'll be loud because I'll have had it on to listen to in the bathroom. Be Daryl Jackson. Daryl oh, Morris. Daryl Morris. Daryl Morris. So good. So much fun. So much so. fun. Jackie, have a lovely Christmas. Thank you very much indeed. 03444991000. This is Tor Radio. Moon little musings for mums, madams, and meat packers. Oh, never mind. I must have misheard. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. The station's brilliant. On Talk Radio. Let me ask you a little favour, dear listener. When You know, like when, um... Like me and Kath are off this week and your, your other favourite radio presenter is off. They have to get someone to fill in, yeah. right? Because uh, you can't really have three hours of... of Thinking of time. Dead air, yeah. So uh, you have to get someone to fill in. Do us a favour. If you don't like the person that fills in, don't tweet them or tweet me or tweet me and them saying this person is rubbish. Because it... it I, I, a, I don't care. If I'm off, I don't care who's in. I don't care. I, I'm probably not listening. Well, <laughs> it's Captain. I'm probably not listening. I'm probably doing something else or sleeping, imagine. But, but also, it's really rude. It's really, really rude <laughs> to tweet me or the person that is filling in going, I don't like their show. It's not as good as your show. Think of it this way. Imagine someone standing behind you at work, someone who doesn't do what you do for a living, telling you how rubbish you are or what you're doing. Yeah. It wouldn't happen, would it's, it? It's rude. And uh, maybe you're doing it because you want to show loyalty to me. It doesn't display loyalty to me. It, it, it shows ill manners. It shows really ill manners. And also, I've done the gig where I fill in for someone. Yeah. And I've had those tweets, right? And those emails and those texts coming in. You're rubbish. When's the other person? You're rubbish. What are you doing? When's the other person coming back? It's really horrible. You come, you come in as a job to do three hours of radio because the other person is off, I don't know, is off sick or is on holiday or is for whatever reason, right? And it's not their gig and they're kind of a little bit nervous because it's a, I don't know that tech op and don't know how these faders work and I don't know the, th- the kind of got a vague idea of how the show goes and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of try. Just don't send them a tweet saying you're rubbish. You're rubbish. I can't wait for you to come back, Ian. Because actually, it makes me think less of you. It makes me think it's not me. It, it doesn't bring you closer to me. It makes me think less of you. I had about two years of that when I took over someone else's program. Yeah. I didn't take over. They weren't hired again. Yeah. I was given my own show. Yeah. Two years of people. There was this j- two blo- and it was two blokes in particular who had daughters, right? Yeah. Just going for me. Just relentless, relentless, yeah. relentless. Really Every annoying. single day. 
All right, maybe. <laughs> but they were listening to me more than my dad was. Yeah. Oh, that's that's another thing. Yeah. Um. So listen, if if if, if I'm, I'm off for we're off. Catherine and I are off for two weeks now. I think it got Howard Hughes for most of it. We're, we're back for New Year's Eve. We, we will keep plugging that because that's going to be a right old laugh. But we're off for two weeks. Um. Uh, but if but ne- the next two weeks uh, and we'll have time off in the new year, I suppose at some point. Just if you don't like the hu- give give them give them a try. Give them half an hour, right? And if you don't like that half an hour, maybe come back in two hours' time or come back in the next day and listen at a different time. And if you don't like it, then it's not for you. Listen to something else. Go and read a book. Go and meditate. Go and go and cook a meal. Go and clean the bath. Go to bed early. Go and have a bath. Go and make love to your partner. Go and do something. Do something that enriches your do soul. Do something. Do not go, right, where's, where's my phone? Right. You at the person on now and at my at Ian Lee and Catherine. This person is rubbish and I don't like them. There's a good chance you're going to get muted. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Mike. Hello, Ian. Hello, Mike. How are you, man? Um, this very second in time, I'm okay. Good. Right. You mentioned about alcohol. Are you are you having a problem? No, I'm not. No, are you having a problem? Um, I have had, and still am, yeah. Um, what, what do you class as a problem? Well, um, having an addiction to alcohol. Uh, well, what I'm asking is, how does that manifest itself? Well, because, um, I've, I've tried to get jobs in radio, and nobody wants to take me on as a radio presenter, my love. What's that got to do with, what's that got to do with alcohol? Because it depresses me, that's why. Because nobody wants to take... You know what it is, mm. right? I actually tried for a job at Virgin Radio as a, as a, um, a jingle producer, but I didn't get in... I didn't, well, I mean, I tried to get a phone call back. Isn't it funny? It's not the question I asked. Well, what was the question you asked then? How does the... your problem with alcohol... How does your addiction with alcohol, as you call it, manifest itself? Depression. Again, it's not what I'm asking. It's not what I'm asking. It's not what I'm asking. What oh. do you do? What do you do with alcohol? What 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 do you define as as alcohol addiction? I abuse it. I drink every couple of weeks. Right. You know, if, and um, I actually binge drink, and I'm actually having a drink now because um, I've just had some bad news. My uh, mum's in hospital. I'm sorry to hear that, man. No, it's okay, it's okay. I thought it was a stroke, but it's not. It's just dehydration. So she's in the, uh, okay. the Kiwi Hospital in Gateshead. So that's that's all taken care of. That's fine. But I just thought, you know what? I've had a really, really horrible day. I've been in the been in the hospital. I'll do something hours. that makes me more depressed. Yes. Yeah. How's that working out? Well, the alcohol making us more depressed. No. Right? How's 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 your solution tonight working for you? Well, it's it's um. Making me a little bit happier than normal because when I came home tonight, I was. I don't believe like, you. I don't believe you're happier, and I certainly don't believe that happiness will last. At, will be will still be going at I don't know one o'clock in the morning. What do you reckon? I don't know. You know. I don't, what what, what I does your past know. experience show you? My past experience shows me that alcohol's no good for you. There you go. <laughs> in that, like, of course, it's depression. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. There you go. But I've. But, I mean, I've been on medication now for about, oh, God, five years now. So, yeah. you know, uh, I'm used to it all. So, the medication is working. Yeah. Um, but then you keep drowning the alcohol, it. Yes. 
Okay, well, I'll tell you my story. I, I, I um, am addicted to drugs and alcohol. My main drugs were weed, cocaine, and ecstasy. Um, and I was suffering from depression, and I was going to see a really good psychiatrist and paying a lot of money, and was going there for a couple of years, and he was giving me all these different combinations of pills, and he couldn't quite work out why it wasn't curing my depression. And he said, do you take recreational drugs? And I went, well, yeah, I take this this amount of cocaine and this amount of ecstasy, and I smoke this amount of weed. He went, aha, I see why this isn't working. So eventually, I managed to, uh, by going to Narcotics Anonymous, I managed to give up drugs and alcohol and I got clean for 13 years and then I went through a really bad patch in my life and I stopped going to meetings and I went to Australia to do I'm a Celebrity and I came back and I started doing drugs and alcohol again and I had three months back out there doing a little bit more research, realised I still was an addict and an alcoholic and so I've been clean and sober for nearly 22 months and I got clean and sober by going to NA and by going to AA and by listening to the suggestions of those people that had um, uh, walked the path uh, that, that, that I am now walking in. Well, I went to a place called Evolve, which is, is like a local place where you go to, to uh, discuss and, you know, um, have meetings about your alcohol problem. And you go on some, some kind of program where they try and discuss your behaviour with uh, with alcohol um, and that was that was fine I mean I actually passed that and I got a, got a horse you know certificate and things certificate that, I'd, that I'd stopped uh, yeah yeah wow and you know I mean I, um, I had to wear this this big sort of like um, university type gown and things like that okay. and uh, and, and I got, uh, I got the know, gift I, of I, I got the gift uh, of not craving alcohol anymore well <clears throat> Since I've been on this medication, my personality has changed because I never used to be, I never had the guts to phone a radio station before. Okay. But, I mean, you know, with me um, being from Newcastle, of course, being on the radio as a presenter, you know, it's, it's you know, I, I just feel that mm-hmm. the accent's not accepted you know, on the radio these days, but I mean, I don't, think I don't that's know. True. I don't think that's true. I think accents are... Uh, um, I think accents are almost, almost, almost nothing these days. Almost. Not quite, um, but almost nothing. I think if you're good, you get on. Um, and isn't it funny how you stop talking about booze? Yeah, but I'm still drinking it though. I'm on, um, a bottle of Desperados at the minute. I don't know what, I don't know, um, what, I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> why do you go to AA? Um... Because um, Evolve can do equally as... Well, they, well, (laughs) (laughs) remind me what you're holding in your hand that isn't the phone. Well, it is the phone, but to be on another hand. Yeah, exactly. So, how's that Evolve program working to stop you drinking? Yeah, well, that was my fault, though, because I was clean for about, um... Right, so how's that evolved? So why don't you... Tr- well, okay, okay. I don't, I mean, I don't know what to say. My suggestion is, if you really want to stop drinking, the way I stopped drinking was by going to AA. So you, re- so you recommend personally AA? Yep. AA and NA saved my life twice. Twice? Wow. That's astounding. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I've got. I'm sure the people at Evolve are great. Never heard of it. Can't comment on it. But I'm sure, I'm sure their heart is in the right place. All I can I tell you that. is what stopped, what's, what saved me. Another thing as well. Do you remember seeing a person called 
your socks on your stream on Twitch? No. You don't? I don't. You mentioned me a couple of times, I know okay. that, because I, that's, that's... Okay, I don't remember, because lots said, of people come and watch me on there. Next time say hello said, and say that that's who you are. I said that... I, I don't remember, I won't remember it. I won't remember it, Mike. I'm not being rude, but I, I won't remember it. There's a lot of people that say stuff, and I, I read it, and I take it all in, but I don't remember it. No, no, that's fine, that's fine. But, um... But I said that I would ring you up, and I have done, and it's me. Well done. Fox. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. So, I just wanted to know how you find Twitch as a platform. Um, how, like... I find it a lot of fun it? and I really enjoy it and I find it a great way to express myself. But what I'm more concerned with is, uh, are you going to stop drinking? Eventually I will, you know, okay, Ian, but it's okay. going to take a lot of time. Why? Of why, time. why can't it start now? Why can't it, why can't it start now? You, you, you can start it now. I can't. I'm stressed out, mate. I'm really, really stressed out because my mum's in the hospital. Can I'm worried about her. You, you said you, 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 well, she was all sorted. Can I ask a question, Mike? Say you get a phone you call from the hospital. Yeah. What, how are you going to get there tonight? Well, I've been in the hospital tonight. I mean, I've been there for yeah. like six so, hours. I say, mean, I went to... Say they call you back. To the what, sorry? Say they call you back in. Right. Mike, say you get a phone... Do you drive? No, I don't drive. No, okay. I'll right, you get a phone call. You, you're leathered, right? At two o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Hospital phones up. God forbid, and you've said that she's sorted. So God forbid, the hospital phones you at two o'clock in the morning. Says, Mike, you got to get in right now. We reckon she's got thirty minutes left. It's dehydration. So it's. Supposing there's complications. There's complications. Always happens in hospital. We got. She's got an hour left. You need to get here. You're steaming drunk. How's that going to go? Well, I would go. I would, I would, I would really, really go. Will you hear the phone? Yes. Okay. Well, listen, if you're happy with your lifestyle, I, I, listen, I'm not, I'm not judging. You asked me how I got I'm sober. Not happy. I'm, I'm not happy with it, Ian. I'm not happy with it at all. I, what I'm I, hearing I, is I, a lot I, of, ex- what I'm hearing is a lot of excuses. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, to- I'm hearing a lot yeah. of excuses. I'm totally furious with myself at the moment because I'm drinking. You don't need to be furious. I you don't need just, to have that anger. You don't need to have that in. shame. You don't need to have that self-loathing that you feel. I don't feel any self-loathing. What I feel is, is, like I've, like I've let myself down, if anything. Okay. All right. Well, I've told you how I stopped and, and, um, hopefully some, something's resonated with you. I wish you the best of luck. And, um, just one more thing. I told you I would do a radio jingle for you. Can I still do that? Yeah, please do. That'd be nice. Lovely. Thank you very much indeed, Mike. I appreciate that. I wish you the best of luck. I don't want to keep banging on about the AA stuff, but that's how it, uh, worked for me. It was, it was, it was, it was an AA, AA. I'm throwing myself into AA at the moment. Which, uh, and I'm loving it. I've met some really nice people there. There's obviously something in Mike that wants to stop, but he's, uh, not in the right place yet, is he? guys, you wanna stop? You wanna stop? There's a, there's a solution. Google AA. Google NA. Meetings everywhere. Numbers everywhere. Type it in your phone. It comes up. Lovely people. And they don't stop for Christmas. They don't stop for Christmas. Some of the meetings will be shut for Christmas, but I know that, I know quite a lot will be open on Christmas Day. Um, 0344 is the telephone number. If you want to give us uh, a call, you'll be very, very welcome to. Let's go to Gatford. Good evening, Gatford. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Kath. Hey. Gatford, what have you got for us? Um, I, your story about ripping your jeans reminded me of a story when I did something similar. Yeah, go on. Um, on my first day in a new job, I was travelling by train to like a team away day. Oh, God, that sounds awful! I hate those. Yep. 
and did you have to build plane. like um something that you could drop an egg from ten feet in and the egg wouldn't break? Yeah, we used to have no, to do we, buckets and balls. Oh. But yeah, there was some buckets sort of thing about balls. we yeah. didn't catch each other falling sort of thing. But there was that kind of like <sighs> express, it tells about your colleagues. I hate teams. Work. I hate colleagues. I hate yeah. um, people beneath me. I hate management. I hate everybody to do with work, and I hate hanging out with them and spending time with them. I've got a novel idea for productivity. Let's just work. <laughs> Let's just do our jobs. I don't want to spend a weekend in a castle <laughs> learning about um, Daphne's inner chi. And then someone will get together that shouldn't, and it'd be weird at work. <laughs> everyone. Have I been to an away day that's actually come up with an idea that we've implemented either? No, no of course not. So you know. Uh, anyway, so on the train, uh, walked, saw a colleague or new colleague, so decided to go and sit with her. Brushed past what must have been like a nail or something. And the trousers ripped all the way down the uh, the buttocks. So I had to spend the whole day explaining to about a dozen or so colleagues. I didn't do this on purpose. I'm not really that weird. Um, and uh, yeah, highly embarrassing. And I had to go home afterwards. I was wearing pants. I was wearing male pants. Yeah, me too. Yep. I could have been yeah, could have been commando. Could have been women's underwear. I like. I get a kick yeah. out of wearing that sometimes. I'm completely honest. Could have been that. Fair I was lucky. I was one of the lucky ones. Not everyone is so lucky. That's why this year, Gatford, I'm launching the Ian Lee ripped trouser campaign for people that get caught out going commando or wearing women's pants. There's a lot of people out there and we're gonna, we're gonna be passing around a bucket later on. Gatford, thank you very much indeed. As he goes, the switchboard becomes empty. 0344 499 1000, the late night alternatives, weeknights from 10 with Ian and Gat. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio, Ian Lee. Differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. On air and after leaf. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Sork Radio. So, 0344 499 1000. Uh, last show before Christmas. You can find out with anything you want. You know the deal. Here, New Year's Eve, 10 till 2. Four hour show for those people who don't like New Year's Eve, including myself, Ian Lee, and you, Catherine Boyle. Me. Um, so, Fallon Sherrock. Sherrock. Do you know that name? I know Fallon was in Dynasty. She was my favourite. It's not her. Fallon Sherrock. No. I think I'm pronouncing her name right. She is the first woman to beat a man at the World Darts Championship. Oh, I saw her, yeah. Now, here's what, I, and I, here's what I'm asking, right? Is that because men are significantly better than women at darts? Or is that because women have not been allowed to enter that competition before? I think statistically probably more men play darts. Yeah, probably. So, but, but, it's easier to, if you cast the net, you're not going to get that many women. Probably. But if a woman was better than men, this is quite ham-fisted. Do it anyway. Let's Maybe, if you know anything about uh, darts and Fallon Sherrick, um, who by all accounts is quite a, a remarkable human being anyway in, in, in the rest of her life. I'm sure I've read that, the, the, you know, that her life has been complicated. Oh, really? I just saw now. the end of her match and the delight on her face was wonderful. Um, I think she's, a, I, I think she's, you know, had a f fair few things go wrong in her life. Right. I think would be fair to say. I'll have a little look in a minute. So if you know anything about darts and, 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 and this person in particular, 0344, 499, So yeah, of course there'll be, there'll be significantly more men playing darts than there are women. Mm -hmm. But if the woman was better than say the world's greatest dart player, darts player, the crafty cockney, Eric Bristow himself, or John Lowe, um, 
she would rise to the top, wouldn't she? Unless there was some form of overt or covert prejudice against women. I don't know. I mean, she's the fifth woman to ever take part in the co- that particular competition that she right. That she's risen up in. She won a match. She's the first woman to win a match there, but she's the fifth woman to take part in it. Um, a qualification pathway uh, was created for women last year. There we go. There we go. So it Here ensured two places among the 96 strong field each year would go to female players. Okay. Which does suggest that door, uh, some sort of door needed opening or yeah. widening. Here we go. This is from The Telegraph. It was only last year that Dart Supremo Barry Hearn made the decision to allocate two of the 96 places to women. The sport had never definitively blocked females from competing. Qualification is open to players of both sex, but Hearn decided the time was right to give woman, it says here, to give woman a clear path to the top. So that is positive discrimination. Is that what we would call that, would we? Um, uh, I guess... Um, he, he said, it's, it's not going to be easy. I can give you opportunity, but I can't give you ability. Um, um, full-time mother to her son, Rory, who was watching at home with his grandmother. Sherrick's world was rocked five years ago by the news. She developed serious kidney condition in the aftermath of giving birth. The side effects of the medication she was forced to take caused her face to swell prompting horrific abuse from online trolls who cruelly labelled her moonface. No, but people online were mocking someone for the way they looked after they'd taken medication. I don't believe it. Sports fans? No. Even now she has to ensure she is constantly drinking water. You're not allowed to drink booze on, on the darts anymore, not anymore eh? no. Booze and fags. Mm-hmm. Used to love that. Used to love it. It was so smoky. Ali Pali was so smoky. But you could smell the booze through the TV. Um, she has to ensure she is constantly drinking water during competition to flush her kidneys out. But there's no doubting who has had the last laugh as far as the trolls are concerned. Um, okay. Sherrick, the financial gain is likely to be hugely significant. Last year, she received just £1,000 for going out in the quarterfinals of the BDO Women's World Championship. She is now guaranteed £15,000. Beautiful. Even if she loses against 11th seed Mensur Sulevic in the second round on Saturday. That's not bad, getting knocked out in the second round and getting 15 grand. Um, so the implication there... Is that women aren't as good as men? Well, she was better than that man. No, oh, but generally, but generally, or, or, or historically, women have not been. Is it because men can throw harder? It's a joke. Um, she won. She got through to that competition by winning the UK and Ireland women's qualifying event. So just women. Okay. So, but that. But then she got one of those two spaces that was allocated specifically for, for women. women. Is that fair? I don't know. I, I'm asking, is that fair? I always find, I, I, I struggle as a white, now bisexual man, but a white privileged middle-aged guy, you know, positive discrimination, I do find it hard to get my head around. I would not like to think that I got my job on the grounds that I've got the quote-unquote right set of, I don't know, genitals. Because, you know... So we're talking about your genitals. Please don't. Can you stop? I've stopped. Um, 
because the job we do is surely it's about brain-to-brain communication. It's about whether you um, can entertain an audience. It's well, about whether you know your stuff. All that. All that. But then you're you're a white heterosexual woman, so you're kind of second on the pecking order of privilege. Would that be fair? White men then white women. Yeah. I mean, there's Probably. a big gap between white man and white woman. There is. I'm just taking more words out each time I say it to make it easier. So maybe. Maybe positive discrimination makes more sense to a person of colour. Do you know what? I don't... I think... I don't know. I think there's a certain amount of... When you first actively notice an imbalance, sometimes it's... The equaling up of things happens in a... Begins to happen in in what can appear clumsy way. But it's got to start somewhere, hasn't it? It's got to start somewhere. And it's that whole thing of if you can't see it, you can't be it. Darts is well hard as well. Everyone thinks they can play darts, right? Everyone thinks they can play darts and play snooker until you have to get a double top. We've got a good dartboard in the garage and I can't count the number of times I've had to pull my darts out of, like, the eaves or out of, like, the paint cans. I love a bit of darts. And when the, when the boys have got a darts board, we need to put it up, actually, in the shed, uh, in the garage. Uh... And you, you might get a 56. You might get a 70 something, 72. It's about controlling where you get it. You might get a 72, and then, and then you get to, right, okay, I've got eight, so I need to get double four. Uh, I've got four, so I need to get double two. Uh, I got two. Get, get double. Double. It's the same with snooker, right? Everyone thinks they can play snooker because they can play, everyone's okay at pool. Yeah. Right? Everyone's okay at pool. Because pool is a smaller table and you just got whack it in. Hit and hope, yeah. You just got to whack it in. That's all it is, right? Um, but snooker, the table is massive and there's so much more room for the ball. You think you got it in a straight line, but it's so far away, it just goes off. So you could even miss the red ball. But then you get a red in, you go, brilliant, got a red in. Oh man, I've got, to get, I've got to get colour now. I've got to get colour in. How the hell? It's impossible. Why aren't we on Talk Sport talking about skills like this? We should be on Talk Sport. We should be on Talk Sport talking about this right now, guys. It turns out some of these sports people are skilled. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I've got another review of um, cats from the Times. <laughs> um. The, if the music of Andrew, I'm obsessed with this film, I cannot wait to see it. You'll be sorry. If the, um, if the music of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats has played a pivotal part in your personal evolution, or you've played those tracks from the Rum Tum Tugger. Yeah. What an unfortunate name for a song. <laughs> to Skimbleshanks, <laughs> the railway cat incessantly on a loop for years on end, you'll probably enjoy this big-budget all-star adaptation. If you are, however, anyone else on planet Earth, boy, are you going to struggle. What it's saying is, if you like cats, you're going to like this movie of cats. If you don't, you're not going to like this movie. The pre-release noise has all been about the look. An early trailer made the singing and dancing human feline protagonists seem decidedly odd. The stars, Dench, Elba, Taylor Swift and James Corden had disappeared under conspicuously catty special effects. Their bodies were furry and curiously desexed. Their tails phallic and strange. The film was a Freudian nightmare waiting to happen. The public cried out in protest and Hooper duly jumped into action. 
His re-edited, retouched, and in some places reimagined film is now handsomely presented. It was only finished apparently on Monday. I heard that. The tails are still phallic, but the faces are cleaner and clearer, and the unsettling undercurrents are mostly dampened down. Although you still have to cope with the sight of Elba without a packet. <laughs> this is in the Times, guys. <laughs> Swift with furry boobs. Gosh. And a, I, I can work with that. And a host of star faces that occasionally drift ever so slightly away from their bodies. <laughs> <laughs> The film, alas, remains a nightmare. Although it is easy and lazy and perhaps inevitable since Trailergate to take pot shots at the garish visuals, the fundamental and insuperable problem with Cats lies elsewhere, mostly between T.S. Eliot and Lloyd Webber. The film dies almost instantly under the weight of its monolithic narrative structure. Like the musical, it allows ten cats. Mungo Jerry. Mm. Is that where Mungo Jerry gets yeah. his name from? Yeah. Mungo Jerry was the band. Yes. And then he became Mungo Jerry in the same way that Alice Cooper was the band. Then he became Alice Cooper. But so Mungo Jerry, well hang on, when was Cats done? Well it's from T.S. Eliot. So when was it done? 1978? They're poems by T.S. Eliot. And Mungo Jerry is in there? Yes. It's the name of a the cat. The Summertime Band. The Summertime Funshine Band. You know Mungo Jerry had bigger hits than in the summertime. Like bigger, in the summertime got to like number four or something and they had like, I think two or three number ones. Name one of the other hits. Can't do it. No. Can't do it. And yet they had bigger hits than in the summertime. It's a funny old world, isn't it? It's very strange. In the summertime when the women are hot. What? There is a line about the women being hot, isn't there? No. In the summertime when the weather is hot, you can no, get when the right weather is fine. You can do it. Right, let's get the lyrics to the story. Hang on, we're getting the, the lyrics to In the summertime. When the women you, are hot. You've got women on your mind. you got women on your mind, but there's a lyric about... Um, you've got women, you've got women on your mind. Uh, ch 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 skip that bit. In the summertime when the weather is hot, you can stretch right up and touch the sky. When the weather's fine, you've got women, you've got women on your mind. Have a drink, have a drive. Don't do that. Don't do that. Unless the drink is refreshing water. Or a tab. Go out and see what you can find. If her daddy's rich, take her out. Oh, this is horrible. I know, I know. If her it? daddy's rich, take her out for a meal. If her daddy's poor, just do what you feel. Yeah. This is sleazy. Speed along the lane, do a turn or return the 25. When the sun goes down, you can make it, make it good and really fine. We're not bad people. We're not dirty. We're not mean. We love everybody, but we do as we please. When the weather's fine, we go fishing or go swimming in the sea. We're always happy. Li life's for living, yeah? That's our philosophy. When the winter's here, yeah, it's party time. Bring your bottle, wear your bright clothes. It'll soon be summertime. And we'll sing again. We'll go driving or maybe we'll settle down. If she's rich, if she's nice, bring your friends and we'll all go into town. Gosh. What a horrible, horrible song. Also, he doesn't understand how seasons work. What a disgusting man, um, Ray Dorsett, who is now Mungo Jerry is. Anyway. Um, uh, okay, right At uh, 20 minutes in, for instance, they're only on cat number two. Jason Derulo, Derulo's, who's that? He's a, is he in he's Grace, a pop Will star. Okay. Pop star. Rum Tum Tugger. Yeah. His cat is spotted in appearance, possibly a Bengal crossed with an Egyptian Mao. 
and with an enormous matted ruff. His song is sub-children's TV standard, possibly the worst of the bunch. I can't wait. And yet it is cruelly illustrative of everything that's flat and disengaging about the project. Um, uh, Lloyd Webber's tunes unfortunately don't help. This brand of synth-based jazz pop may have wowed them in the aisles in 1981 and indeed wowed them for 21 subsequent years, the fools. Okay, all right, Kevin Mayer. I, I'm getting a little bit too much Mayer and not enough Mayo. It doesn't mean anything, but what I'm saying is I'm getting a little bit too much of this guy. Mm. I feel a little bias here. 1939, those poems were published. Uh, so you say, it is painfully outdated at a time when contemporary, contemporary musicals span the soaring originality of La La Land. I hated oh, that. I didn't even bother with that. That was so boring. So boring. Um, uh, Hudson, uh, okay, um, the catty, uh, okay, he doesn't like it. Which but is, it sounds like he doesn't like cats. Like the musical. I'm going to go and see it. I'm going to go and see it. I cannot wait. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We got Will. We got Brian. We got Roger. It's been very male dominated. Let's get some ladies on the line. The late night alternative weeknights from ten with Kathleen on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Good evening, Will. Oh, I've got to put a fader up. You take a week off and you don't know how to do it. Good evening, Will. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm all right, Will. What you got for us? Uh, just uh, fading up about the darts. I find it uh, quite an interesting topic. Yeah, go um, on. Do you know that, uh, do you, I don't suppose you remember a table tennis player called Matthew Said? <laughs> no, um, of course I don't. Why would I? I, 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 really, I <laughs> he, he was... He was quite a good player. I think he was like top 16 in the world. But he's, he's a journalist now, and he wrote a book, um, I think, called Bounce, The Myth of Talent. Um, and, and the, the basic premise was that you have to do 10,000 hours practice to get well, to a very the, high um, level. Well, that's the tipping point. That's Matthew Malcolm Gladwell, isn't it? I, I, probably. I'm Malcolm not, Gladwell, not the tipping sure point, I, who I interviewed for the one show. And it was, you know, this one of this great intellects of our generation. And we, I had to ask him the most facile, dumb questions. And you could see him thinking, what am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. All right. Yes. Okay. 10,000 hours. But it's also about um, quality of practice as well. Because you and I oh. could go and do 10,000 hours tells or something. And, and we wouldn't, we wouldn't get, get to that same standard. And, and within darts, obviously, at the moment, I don't know, 90, 95% of people that play it are male. They're more likely to play with uh, probably a better standard of person, um, which is why they are dominating the sport. But I, 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 it, darts is a sport, actually. I don't believe the, the, the body shape makes any difference to how well you do. So if you could get the same proportion of women playing it and, and having the same quality of practice, mm. then... Theoretically, when you get down to the last 16, it should be eight men and eight women. But it's getting to that point. So I, I actually think that uh, allowing uh, two women to get to the last 96 is, is a good thing. Will improve. Will improve the skill. Are you suggesting that allowing having two places specifically for women will improve the skills of those women that get those two places, and then the women that they play later on in the long term? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Long term, but. Realistically, in darts, is it, are we ever going to get to a point where it's fifty-fifty and men, men and women playing it in pubs and in sports clubs? Probably not. I, I would expect it's. Uh, 
but by having having those two women make it to the TV and, and obviously that lady won, you would hope it would encourage other people to play. And if you may get more okay. people playing, it should improve the standard. So there might be, because, because, yeah, we, you and I and Kath would have grown up watching the, the, the big old fellas, the Crafty yeah. Cockney, the John Lowe's, all of those. Yeah. The Chris Vindegutz, um, playing darts and would have thought, okay, so that's a bloke's, that's a bloke's game. But if, if, if young girls see, um, Fallon Sherrick, uh, playing yeah. darts, they might go, oh, oh, that looks good. So I, I might have a go at that. Yeah, you, yeah, you would hope. And it, it, even again, if they if they can get in and, and play with, I mean, like these women will play with the other ninety four by playing better people. They'll only make themselves better as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's not going to be a quick thing. It won't be in the next two years. It probably won't even be in the next twenty years, realistically. No, because I think that there needs to be some sort of societal shift because still, I mean, engagement in any sport with women is much lower, isn't it, than it is for men. Um, yeah. sort of out of hours sport, sport where you've already been home and then you have to go out again because uh, I guess childcare is a thing. Well, well yeah, I, I would guess so. But as you say, it's a whole whole change in, in society. To, well, it just needs to be, I guess, more even in that side of things yeah. and encouraging everyone to play sport as much as possible, really. Yeah. Um, For example, when I was growing up, the fact that my dad would go and watch a football match on a Saturday was a given. There was no excuses for it. It wasn't like he had to book it with my mum. It was like, that's what blokes do. And mm. my mum would stay at home with the kids. And that was the end of it. And actually, I don't think that shifted an awful lot. For people who are married to football fans or sports fans, it's it's their passion. That's what they do, isn't it? And the yeah, woman is the yeah, one that stays yeah. home and minds the children. I think I, I think football has become a, a bit more inclusive. I think it's... Uh, Oh, I think it has, and I think that's partly down to um, things like the BBC and Sky giving uh, women's football way more coverage. If the England women's England team, and cricket actually, more recently, are playing a significant match, it gets mentioned in the sports yeah. bulletin, Mm. Um, and it's not, but you know, 10, 15 years ago, well, uh, the ladies have done quite well. The England, uh, ladies football team scored, to, but now it's like a proper, yeah. and, uh, women's football, England today, you know, it's a proper, and also thing, as I've, it should be. I've noticed in my daughter, I've got, I've got two girls, I've noticed in my daughter's schools, it's less of that thing that we had when I was growing up where during playtime, the boys would take over the playground and play football and the girls would be gathered around the outside trying not to get hit with a ball. Yeah, and now yeah. the girls play football as well, or basketball, or it's not just flipping netball and then hockey in one far corner of a massive pitch that's being used otherwise by the boys. Also, hockey is far superior to hockey any of those games. Hockey was my favourite. Oh, I got so much. At, I got so much frustration it's and aggression out playing such hockey. Such a violent game. Yes, I is. remember we all sneered when the boys had to play hockey at my school, and then after the first game, it was like. Oh my god, this is awesome. It's like football, but with weapons. Yeah. It's incredible. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I didn't like it. I got hit, so. Yo, that was my sport. I could never, <laughs> I could never first. be bothered with flipping netball, the bit where you hold the ball and then you're not allowed to move anymore. Balls to oh, that. Right. Hockey was my sport. I loved it. Well, thank you very much. You, you, you've given us something to think about. Let's go to Brian. Good evening, Brian. Oh. Hello. Hello, Brian. Hi, I can hear you better now. I was sounding a bit like a Dalek. Okay, well, can, can, you, can you speak into, I don't know, can you speak into your phone? You sound like you're doing an apprentice job. All right, is that better? I am no. speaking into my phone. What is your phone made of? Plasticine? Is your phone next to your ear, or is it? Oh, yeah, I've got my hand, yeah. Got mm. it in your hand, Gosh. okay, okay. I mean, it sounds... 
One day, decent. one day they're going to invent a phone that can make a phone call. That's that's what we're all holding out for, guys. So scientists, yeah. if you're listening, get to work on. Don't need any more apps, any more gadgets, facial recognition. Don't need any of that. Just make it make a decent phone. Oh, and another thing, right? When I make a phone call, can can it be a phone call on the phone line, not on like the digital thing? Do you get that? So you make a phone call, and if you're vaguely connected to the 4G or the Wi-Fi, it will try and make a digital phone call. Which is awful because it keeps dropping out. And then when I go, I, right, no, I tell you what, I'm going to turn the, I'm going to turn the internet off. You turn the internet off and make a phone call, so it sounds like it's a phone, yeah. like a phone line. It works. Don't automatically go to the digital phone service. I don't know what you're talking about. You do because I've done it with you. I phoned you. So digitally, it sounds very clear, but it just keeps dropping out. Mm. And so you turn off the internet and the Wi-Fi and all that, and then you make a phone call and it sounds. Excuse me, look, windy there, I was so excited. It sounded, you know, gulps of air going down. Then it sounds like a phone, phone call would have sounded in 1992. Crikey. Yeah, good. Good. Anyway, Brian. Hi, uh, yeah, I was, I was just been thinking about pool balls. Uh, how come some pool tables have got orange and yellow balls, and on other pool tables you've got, like, spots and stripes of numbers on the balls? Uh, just for what fun. What numbers represent? Yeah. I, know, I know the answer. Oh, great. They're different games. They're, they're just, oh, they're, yeah, they're oh he's one of them billiards. No, no, they're not. No, 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 it's billiards. Uh, billiards is like on a snooker table with sort of four balls. In it. No, they're different versions of pool. One's Amer- I think one's American and one is British, and they are slightly different. One you get assigned, you know, the stripes or the checks or whatever it is, and the other one, there's, you sort of have to pop the numbers in the right order or something. I'm clutching at straws. Are those, balls, are those balls bigger, the one with the numbers and stripes, or is it just Look, optical illusion? Optical illusion, mate. All right, good. Yep. If you put, here's a tip for you guys. If you put a number on a ball, it makes it look bigger. Say no more. Um, but I think they're different, I think they're different games, Brian. Oh, right. That would be good if somebody who knows a bit about pool would bring in and mention I'll puzzle, I'll puzzle by ear. Just giving you the answer. I've just given you the answer, Brian, but thank you. If anyone else can just phone up and go, yes, Ian, you are correct. Or, or we can Google it for you. Maybe. That would be awesome. So I've decided, got my kids' Christmas presents. I've actually ordered too much. Because I had that thing where I wrapped up, because, you know, I'm obviously not living with my kid's mum, and so I, I've got no I, no idea what she's going to, she, she'll get presents and their grandparents get presents. And I got my presents around the tree and I thought, just a couple more each. And then I ordered a few more things and I got a bit carried away. And I've got, now I've got too much. Their, their birthdays are both in January, so I've, I've taken a couple of bits and I've put them in the, yeah. in the wardrobe for birthday presents. Because actually, I think that you can have too many presents. Can I have too many presents? And they end up forgetting about yeah. them. Yeah. So I've taken, I've taken a couple away. So now I've got the perfect amount of presents, right? Right. Um, and I'm very excited. I've got some great stuff. I've got some great stuff for them. We're going to have a great, they're coming to me on Boxing Day. We're going to have a great Boxing Day. I'm bringing back the tradition that my family used to have of the tree present. Right, where so you'd get all your, like, your father Christmas presents in the morning, and you, you, the, their father Christmas presents are going to be at their mum's house or wherever it is having Christmas, uh, and, and the presents these are from me. The yeah. Longer. So they're going to get they're, they're coming to me about one o'clock Boxing Day. So they're going to get the presents around the tree, and then what we would do is after tea, sort of like five, six, seven o'clock in the evening, about six o'clock in the evening on Christmas Day, we'd then be allowed to go and open the tree presents, and they'd be like two or three each, and they'd normally be something 
a bit pony, like, um, I don't know, like a little plastic telescope or... A mouth know, organ. Yeah, yeah, mouth organ shaped like a bit of watermelon was one of them. <laughs> was was it? Yeah, 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 I loved it. Um... I bet that got lost quite quickly. Uh, no, it didn't. I, I kept that for years. Oh. Kept that for years. The, the watermelon uh, mouth organ. Love that. Those noisy presents in my house used to go missing. All oh, the batteries no. fell out and couldn't <laughs> go back in it. again. But so I've re- I'm going to reintroduce the tree presents. I've gotten three presents each on the tree. They're not, they're actually quite good. What, they've each got a book signed by Ninja... Yeah, that's right. Um, one's got a card shuffler. They're brilliant. Yeah, one's I, got a case for their Switch. And what are the other? Oh, uh, the Fortnite t-shirts. Take the L. Um, but so I'm reintroducing that. But I've come up with, and I forgot about this. I thought about this a few weeks ago. I'm sure I heard someone on a podcast say they'd done it, but I can't, maybe it was Tim Heidecker, but I can't think who. But I've come up with, Becky and Roger, say they're coming, coming to you in a second. I've got the best Christmas present, right? I don't have a middle name, because my, my full name was Ian Lee Rugby, and then I got rid of the Rugby cause for showbiz, and because I didn't get on with my dad, and dropped that, and, and I couldn't think of another last name, so Ian Lee just seemed like the thing, so I changed it by deed poll. So I am uh, officially Ian Lee, legally and everything. But I haven't got a middle name, and I've always, and every now and then I thought, oh, I'd like a middle name, and the middle name that I've come up with in the past is Johnson. I like that. I think Johnson is a good middle name. Anyway, I've not done it officially. So, my present to my boys is I'm going to let them, possibly each, choose a middle name for me. Gosh. Yeah. These are the people that made up Mucky and Lucky. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. I named two of my cats Mucky and Lucky. I'm going to... The, the rule will be I have to... I have to... I, ha- I can say no. Right. I can say no. What, what are you hoping for? Something dignified or something daft? I'm up with something daft. And then once they've chosen it, we go to the computer, we go to deed poll, and we change it legally. What if they come up with something like, I don't know, Randolph or... Randolph. That's a good name. (laughs) That's a good name. (laughs) Thing is, I mean, you then don't have to, you don't have to update your driving license. What if they call you Adolf? Well, then it'll be a great opportunity to talk about the atrocities of World War II. I mean, there's a, it's all a learning thing. Yeah. But I think that's great. They're gonna, I'm gonna let my boys, who will be eight and ten in January, I'm gonna let them choose my middle names. I'm one looking each. forward to having a chat with them on Monday. <laughs> my sister said, I'm gonna teach them the C word. <laughs> reported, reported her immediately. My granddad had a very, I mean, considering his name was Herbert Boyle, Bert Boyle, he had a very dignified middle name. Yeah. Vernon. Jonathan Vernon Smith? Mm. Yeah. Your granddad was Jonathan Vernon Smith. No, I my, gr- myself there. no, my granddad's middle name was Vernon, and he did think for a while about double barrel in it, but there was no point really. No, we were common you, as muck. Yeah, exactly. Good evening, Becky. Hey, good evening. What can we do for you, um, Becky? Yeah, I just wanted to talk about Star Wars and cats. Go on then. Uh, yeah, a friend of mine. Um, he was uh, more or less interested about seeing the Star Wars movie. It was like woman and hawing about it, so ooh, you know of read reviews about it, it's going to be shit. And I said to him... Alright, what's your language? Sorry, what's your language? Sorry, sorry, sorry. apologise. Yeah. Um, he said it's going to be rubbish. Yeah. And it's like, mate, you can't go off reviews. you more or less got to go see it yourself or, you know, wait until it comes what, out. What, the Star and... Wars film? Yeah. Has he seen all the others? Yeah. Well, then, well, then, just, then... Why, why are you even bothering reading the reviews of the Star Wars film? If you've seen all the others... Then just go and see it. It'll be pretty much exactly. the same. It'll be the same stuff, lightsabers, isn't it? Star Wars is lightsabers. Exactly. Klingons I mean, and stuff. I, just go and see I, that. Exactly. I went to see it with CJ at, um, 
The I cinema. The cinema. Yeah. yeah, it was a midnight viewing, and it was, well... It was Star Wars. I, I didn't think it was all that much. The Star Wars. I thought the last one was atrocious. The bit where Luke Skywalker oh, fixed yeah. the dirt off his shot. I thought it was awful. Um, but I'll go, I'll take, well, actually, I'm not taking the boys. They're going with someone else. Um, so actually, I probably won't see it. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, with cats, though, my uh, daughter's going to see it too, with uh, her nana on, um, uh, tomorrow, actually. Gosh. So, yeah, so, uh, another news for you. I uh, can't the maternal wait. side of the, the family is now, um, getting to see my daughter again. Hey, there so. you go. That's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. Are they going to torture her with cats, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, she wants to go and see it, so, you know. Um, I, uh, I just don't, I don't, I can't even begin to think what a kid is going to make of the inside. A kid might just go, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, cats. It's people's cats, you know, some of them have got boobs and some, no, none of them got butts and, yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> okay, it's fine. It's nothing. Well, I read my, to my daughter when she was a little bit younger, um, I've got the book, uh, of Cats, um, by T.S. Eliot, mm. so I did read her a few of the poems. She's never seen the musical before, though. All I know is, oh, well, I never was there ever. A cat so <laughs> clever as magical Mr. Mistopheles. Did you do that at college? No, I didn't do it at college. I would have liked to see you in that. Oh, I'd do, do, do it for you now if you, you want. You could be rum-tum-tugger. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I, I hope everyone enjoys it, Becky. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Thank you very much. Have a lovely Christmas. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Let's go to Roger. Good evening, Roger. Good evening, Ian and Catherine. And hello, Roger. What you got? Uh, what you got? What you got? Start by saying, go and see Star Wars, Becky. Oh. It's great. Oh. I loved it. Okay, well, hang on a second. She's seen it. She said you want all that. Oh, oh, damn. Yeah, oh. and just listen, just because you liked it, doesn't mean no, it's, it's great. Doesn't mean it's great. I bet it's, I bet it, did you like the last one? Yes, I did. Well, you have, well, then you haven't got a clue what you're talking about, Roger. You're, you're an imbecile. The last one was pony. You were having that rant about telephones, because I said that's why the, I mis misunderstood Becky's call. For, I'd say for 80% of me waiting on hold, everybody sounded okay. like Daleks. So. Okay, well, that's, well that, then Pete should phone up and just listen to the show through the phones, because he loves, he loves Doctor Who so much he's going to marry him. <laughs> but, right, the reason why I phoned in... Yes. Yeah, Let's get to the meeting too, Vegas. This uh, when you were talking about positive discrimination, because yes. that's something that I wrestle with. Because as, as I've touched on in previous calls, and as you know, I struggle with finding a job. Yeah. And part of me thinks, yeah, I'd love a, oh yeah, I'd love positive discrimination. I'd love to get a job because I'm partially sighted and they feel sorry for me. But it's like, I want to get a job on my own merit. Is it? Right, here's the thing. Do you think it's positive discrimination has to go along with because they feel sorry for me? I or don't. because I think that people that advocate positive discrimination would say it's to rebalance the workforce so it's more representative of, of the rest of the world. And so actually it helps them out to have mm. a, a broader base for their work, for their workforce. Yeah, I get, I get where you're coming from, but when you, it, it's a lot of places now do guaranteed, it's like, it's guaranteed interview. If you meet the minimum, if you meet the minimum requirements for the job, yeah, you will get an interview. 
don't mean you'll get the job, though, does it? Yeah, exactly. I know. But it makes me wonder if I'm there because I stood out with my application mm. or whether I'm there because they want to You're tick a box, box. The, the interview the disabled person. Yeah. But then everyone who's not a straight white you know, Pretty man. Fly is, for a white guy. Man is going to feel that way, aren't they? I guess I don't know. I don't know. I, I can only go. I can only really go through my own my own experience. I'm not saying positive discrimination is a bad thing. There's certain sectors that do. It's like the amount of disabled people representation on, let's say, uh, television. Mm. You know, like soaps and stuff like that for years. You weren't getting the same amount of disabled people to what uh, you would get. Come on, Roger. You had Sandy on Crossroads. Wasn't that enough? Yeah. <laughs> Sandy. <laughs> I don't know where I pulled that one from. <laughs> the one that... I can't remember the character's name, but there's a wheel, there was a wheelchair user in the much derided Eldorado. Eldorado. I was just thinking of her. Was I right in thinking... You know, she was also in the office. You know Robin's Nest, right? Remember Robin's Nest? Yeah. Hello? Am yeah. I the only person that's old here? No. Robin's Nest, right, starring Richard O'Sullivan, where he ran a restaurant, and there was a one-armed waiter. Right. I'm yeah. sure when I was a kid, we drove through London past Earl's Court, and we saw the one-armed waiter, and my dad went, oh, it's the waiter from Robin's Nest. And I went, but, but, he's got two arms. Mm. No. I'm sure the one-armed waiter... Newsflash, guys. So that was <laughs> integral to the character rather than that was the, the joke. actor. That was the joke. Mm. Sure was, have I got this right? He was an Irish fella that had one arm and he was a one-armed waiter and that was the joke. Mm. So he'd be a bit rubbish at waiting. Um, but I think I saw him walking down the street near Earl's Court in about 1979 with two arms. If anyone can back me up on that, guys, 03444991000. Did you see the Irish waiter uh, <laughs> walk down <laughs> Earl's Court with two arms? That would be great to know. Roger, don't ever get a job because I need someone worse than me to play Call of Duty against. Right, I just want to say, before I go, to Catherine, but especially to you, have a happy Christmas. Oh, get lost. Why especially to him? Because it's happy Christmas, not Merry Christmas. That guy's banned <gasps> for the rest of the year. Trump. Um, you seen the story about Orange? No. The company? No. Not the drink? Or the, or the colour? Color, or the fruit? Or the king? Yeah, William of. Or the Cure live video. Oh. Or the unrhymable word. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it in a minute. We'll, do, we'll, we'll, we'll come back. We'll talk to Dave. Uh, then we'll do the story about Orange because it, uh, it's, it's, it's not. It's a depressing story. But I just, I just saw it on the screens as we were sat in the office, and I've just read it, and it's insane. Actually, it's it's incredible. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Jacked up jive talk for janitors, jazz cats, and gin-soaked boys and girls. Jacques Mondo. <laughs> if you're awake, you're a welcome. I've got five cactus needles stuck in my... The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, three... Four, four, one, four, nine, nine, one, five, is the telephone number. Free for most packages, cost you pennies at most, and uh, Lady Alex will give you a call back. So, we, we, th this calls on us, guys. Our last show before Christmas, we're not here next week. 
Christmas starts at 1am for me. I've got the boys popping around tomorrow for, for the day. And then they're coming Sunday night. And then Monday, me and my boys, you and your girls, we're going to have to see Joe Pasquale. Uh, a pantomime in Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's Milton Keynes. What is it? Jack and the Beanstalk or Cinderella? Some, something like that. Mother Goose. One of them. Um, and here's the... Uh, he has got two arms. He has got two arms. Thank you, Greg. I mean, he's shown a picture of, of David Kelly, the actor. He has got two arms. Um, we get into... Joe has very kindly invited us backstage before the show yeah. to meet him. And as he says, I'm going to give your kids loads of sweets, shake them up, fizz them up, and then um, leave them with you. They'll Beautiful. be buzzing, he said. Beautiful. <laughs> what a thrill. My kids, um, not aware of Joe Pasquale, but so they say they have, kind of have a scale of fame. They say, how famous is he in the world? I said, in the world, probably a three. He's, he's a very British entertainer. How famous is he in Britain? I said, always oh, a nine. Yeah. Very possibly a ten. National treasure. Very possibly a ten. A ten, really. I said, honestly, boys, if you showed him to almost anyone, they'd go, oh, it's Pasquale. Yeah. He, and also, everyone loves him. There's not anyone who goes, oh, it's a bloody Joe Pasquale. Oh, it's, if you were told, right, you got Joe Pasquale on telly for the next 30 minutes, or you can go to bed early. You go, ah, let's, let's watch Pasquale for a bit. Let's, let's have a bit of Pasquale. Yeah, yeah. Everyone loves him. Yeah. So the boy, I can't wait for the boys to meet him. This one's Such very, a nice man as well. He's funny, he's good at what he does, he's yeah. very endearing. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know him very well. I met him on Good Morning Britain and I, I, I swapped numbers with with him. So I don't know him very well. And I've called him a couple of times throughout the year and he's such a nice guy as well. He, he, he's exactly as you'd imagine he would be. Just just delightful. Well, I've been doing some stealth training with my girls because they don't know that they're meeting him right. beforehand. So they watch this program called Dengineers and one of the hosts of that particular program where they do up kids sheds basically and make them into sort of palaces or if they're into greek myths they'll make them into a yeah. temple or you know whatever it might be i think one kid had like a library and one kid had a cinema and anyway one of the hosts is joe pasquale's son joe oh. trasini oh. so i said we were watching the engineers the other day i went you know joe trasini's real name is joe pasquale oh why is he not called that well he's got a famous dad he's called joe pasquale let me show you some YouTube videos. No. They were laughing their heads off. They were good, laughing their good. heads off. He's so, brilliant. Yeah, stealth training. He's like, I remember, he's just, he's one of those comedians that you could put anywhere and people would laugh at him. Whether you were like into, do you remember these, what they used to call it? Alternative comedy. God, that made up phrase. But whatever, you just put him on and you just, you just he's just funny. What they call funny bones. Mm -hmm. Entertainer. Old school entertainer that for kind of a while went out of fashion a bit as people got a little bit snobby. But actually is, it's just brilliant. Anyway, so that is Monday. That is, that is Christmas kicking off in style with Pasquale. Let's go to our friend Dave. Good evening, Dave. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Kath. Hello, Dave. Hello. Oh, well, I'll carry you out. None of my business. Um, what do you expect, Oh, man. Well, I, I me and Kath now own treasure because I bought me, uh, Phil Spector's Christmas gift to you on vinyl signed by Spector for 40 quid. I would have thought a new vinyl of that would have cost about that much. Anyway, mm. um, and I bought Kath the Ronnie Spector greatest hit signed for, for 20 quid. Nothing. Pennies, pennies with tra actual treasure, Dave. Yeah, I got, uh, well, me and Dr. J with it, and the, even Dublin, and we both got a copy of it. I just said, 
Where's the news cash point? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, it's just 40, 40 quid for a new vinyl. Hey, that's, you know, new vinyl's 25, 30 quid anyway. Signed by Ronnie Spector. Oh, please let me get one of those bad boys. Take that home with me. And what a show. I mean, a strange show, right? In as much as the first, I, I don't want to call it the first half, the first fifth. It's like 30 minutes long and she's only on stage for about 25 minutes. Um, and then it's the interval. I thought, oh, right, okay, we're getting a supper club show <laughs> split over you know an hour show split into 90 minutes but then the, uh, but it was great and the second half i mean that voice man that voice yeah i know i i got surprised i was think i was gonna be that emotional but when she came on and started singing across the snowman i just burst into tears oh. absolutely went the thing that I got think it's beca- go i think on. it's because you know, wherever you come from, th- that album is sort of, and those songs yeah. are the ones that are really endured, even probably more than Slade or, you know, yeah. anything else. Those songs were always played at school. You heard them at school during the, you know, Christmas assemblies or whatever. Yeah. So you always heard that voice. So it was to hear that voice. And we were second row, right oh, in the middle. Well done. And, and, um, it was astonishing. We yeah. were in Roel, but when she sang Be My Baby, I grabbed Kath's hand and went, right, we're going up the front, and we were right yeah. at the front. Were people dancing from the start at yours, Dave? Because no, they were we very quiet. A, we had an announcement beforehand that said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, will you please remain seated? No, come on. Yeah. She's one of the and, pioneers uh, of rock and roll. And do not, uh, do not leave your seats until the, until the lights are up. But we went, <laughs> Flipping uh, it, really man. I kept standing up trying to get a stand. And when she came out, I stood up and applauded. No one else stood up. I said, what this woman's been through, the fact that she's even walking on the stage, just give her a standing ovation. But yeah, like you, when Be My Baby you know, started, I wasn't going to sit down. Can't, can't. No, you can't. No. The line that got me, uh, and I, I, I mean, she was she was reading the script off of an autocue, may God bless her, but the line that got me when she was talking about Amy Winehouse, and she said, um, uh, 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 thank you, Amy, for reminding me that what I did was important. Yeah. yeah Boom, that it, was uh, the line that, oh, I started to well up a little bit there. Well, there was before when she sang, uh, How Do You Many yes. Broken Heart to Her Sister. I was oh. like, <laughs> That got me. That really did get me. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, and also, I mean, she's she's 76. She's a sexy woman. And she was working it, man. Little, kept lifting up the sort of the, the, the underside of her shirt and doing that. But jiggling that, her boobs that, about. That little um, shimmy that she did and sort of pulling at her clothes was exactly what Amy Winehouse used to do. And I kind of realised, yeah. watching her, how much of that act had become kind of part of Amy's thing. And how great was the footage that oh, was being so shown good. in the background. Yeah, it was, fa- it was just fantastic to see some of that anyway. She, you know, um, I forgot what, fa- what show it was. It was like the Jack Parr show, one of those sort of... Oh, I've never shows. seen any of that stuff. And the silent sort of Super 8 footage of them shimmying and the dresses riding up, the, the weird thing where the guy's eating the video of the guy eating the hot dog and they all get g- baguettes that are bigger oh, than his hot dog. yeah, and that's when they were singing Best Part of Breaking Up. Oh, man. Oh, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was just great. And she was clearly having the time of her life. And she touched yeah. me at the end. She touched my hand. <laughs> Yeah, we all reached it. She sort of walked along the st- front of the stage yeah. and we all sort of reached out and stuff. Yeah. But also hearing her sing War Is Over. I just, oh, uh, oh that was something else, wasn't it? In yeah. Dublin, they had a big poster up. They had a big uh, War Is Over If You Want It, Love John Yoko poster up by one of the bridges um, uh. this Christmas. So, One um, of the backing no, singers I... burst into tears during that. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. and weren't the backing singers brilliant? Doing the yeah. proper old school 60s girl group dancing with the yeah. hands and the, Oh, I couldn't stop watching them. I, I thought they were wonderful. They were having a wonderful time, weren't I they? I loved it. No, it was, it was absolutely wonderful. And as you say, her voice was just in immaculate condition. And, you know, all right, you know, um, Phil didn't let her sing for so many years. But it's, yeah. um, it, it's astounding how, you know, much energy, you know, still had yeah. and how that voice is, wasn't changed at all. And, you know, it was, you know, I, I'm really glad I went all the way there. Absolutely. The audience we had was interesting. There was a lot of older people, obviously, the contemporaries of hers. But then there were some younger, there were a couple of women who um, had worn Sexy the Santa Santas. outfits. Yeah, yeah. And... Well, Dr. I say, Dr. J was there, who does the um, Nothing Is Real podcast. Yep. Oh, yeah. And, um, he took his kids with him, so his oh, kids brilliant. were there. Yeah. Right in the front. And they loved it. One of them asked to get a signed postcard. They were selling signed yeah. fan club postcards. Yeah. Asked one of those, she could stick it on her wall and stuff. That's so, um, yeah. Did you see that woman that came in with the massive beehive? Big towering, oh, yeah. Ronette-style beehive. And Ian went, oh, isn't that amazing? I went, yeah, I hope she's not sitting in front of me. <laughs> it was but, huge. That will be the. But Jay thing. just said he wanted to let his kids one day stay the day till Ronnie Spector. Yeah. This is it, man. How old are his kids? Um, sort of from sort of I guess. Uh, you didn't ask, did you? Seven. Some some friend this guy no, is. No, he didn't ask. No, no, seven till about twelve. 30, perfect, perfect. Take him to as many. He should take him to as many gigs as he can <laughs> of his back because that's what I'm doing. I'm doing. If I go to a show, uh, and it's not a school night, uh, uh, the boys come with me, and, uh, and I, I'm simply taking them to see he what we would call heritage acts. Because they'll be dead one day, you know, and, it'd be, yeah. and my boys can now say they've seen the Beach Boys and um, they've seen Brian Wilson and they've seen the Monkees. Uh, you know, they love it. I love it. Well, well I'm thinking of a funny social services who's playing them King Crimson, which is, you know... Well, that's just ridiculous. That's, that's, I mean, who, who, who needs three drummers? Uh, Dave, <laughs> listen, thank you very much, mate. Have a lovely, lovely Christmas. I'm, I'm sure I'll speak to you before. Uh, Pablo, stay there because I want to I, I do this. This story from, from Orange is awful. Right. right. Did you not see it on the news out no, there? No, I don't think I did. Big trial in France, right? Listen to this. Um, oh, pop-ups, go away pop-ups. Uh, French telecom company Orange, or L'Orange, I guess you would call Lorange. it. L'Orange. L'Orange. Sorry? L'Orange. No, Orange. L'Orange. Orange. L'Orange. You're saying And it's former, anyways, this is, this is uh, awful, so we should stop, I should, I should stop making, saying Laurent. And it's former CEO was found guilty on Friday of institutional moral harassment <gasps> that the court said contributed to a spate of suicides. Oh, yeah. A spate of suicides among employees. This is incredible when you get the numbers, right? In the landmark ruling, the Paris court sentenced the former CEO, Didier Lombard, to a year in prison with eight months suspended and fined Orange. I mean, <laughs> these numbers are tiny. And then you get to the numbers of suicides. Um, with eight months suspended and fined Orange 75,000 euros, Lombard was also ordered to pay a 15,000 euro fine. He is appealing the judgment. Two other former execs were found guilty of the same charge. They were handed the same jail terms and fines as Lombard. Another four were charged with complicity in psychological harassment and given four months suspended jail sentences with fines of 5,000 euros. So this guy's got a year in prison, eight months suspended, and the company's fined 75,000 euros. He's got to pay 15,000 euros, right? Now we get to the numbers of, of people that took their own lives. I, I, I'm, I'm laughing because it's, it's completely out of phase. The company is the first of its size in France to be tried for psychological harassment, opening the door for future cases. Um, the prosecutors opened an investigation into the suicides at or or Orange in 2009. The trial began in May 2019. The, the suicides coincided with a major restructuring of the company that followed a government bailout. 
um, directed by Lombard, the overhaul aimed to reduce its workforce by 22,000 over three years. Prosecutors allege there was a corporate strategy to create an anxiety-inducing work environment that destabilized employees and undermined their dignity. Oh imagine, imagine working somewhere that at points makes you want to kill yourself. Imagine. Oring said on Friday that an evaluation and compensation committee established in October had been tasked with finding, quotes, acceptable compensation solutions, end quotes, for affected individuals who came forward. Let's get to the numbers. The labour union that represent, represents Orange workers said that 19 workers committed suicide between 2007 and 2010. Another 12 employees attempted suicide during well, that time. 19 in the space of three years. And tw- another 12 attempted. Let's just go back to the guy. The CEO has been sentenced to a year with eight months suspended. The company's fined 75,000 euros and Lombard's been fined 15,000, uh, which they're appealing. 19 workers committed suicide between 2007 and 2010. Another 12 attempted suicide during that time. Oh, my God. And it was a strategy. The union accused management of using particularly violent methods of institutionalised harassment to intimidate employees into leaving. Sylvie Topoloff, a lawyer who represented Orange employees, told CNN Business that her clients were very satisfied with the ruling. ruling sorry. We feel that this judgment does justice to the victims and to the unions who initiated this harassment complaint. Those poor people. Just incredible. Saw this out of the corner of my eye when we were watching the Apprentice finale, if I'm completely honest. And I was trying to read the ticker tape that was going along and I, and I saw 19 suicides orange. I thought, well, oh, okay, let me have a look at that a little bit later on. That's some, that, imagine a, 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 a workplace where they've got to get rid of people so they make it so unpleasant, so unpleasant. That people go, ah, I don't want to work there anymore. But it was so unpleasant that 19 people took their own lives and 12 others tried to take their own lives. My God. And we talk, you know, we talk about mental health. The reason I'm talking about that is because we talk about mental health on this show. I've been suicidal uh, at points in, in my life. And, it, and I kind of, 2007, 2010, actually, I suppose, in terms of how we deal with mental health, that's quite some distance away. That is actually the, 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 the nine to twelve years. That's actually quite a long time in this whole thing. I would suspect, and this is—I don't know if this is true. I would suspect that France is probably significantly behind the UK in dealing with mental health. Would you think, or is that unfair? No, I don't think that's true. Go on. Um, well, I used to live with a, psycho- a psychiatrist when I is was it live in- news or pre-recorded? She was quite switched on. I mean, they, they, I think they're about the same. Right, right. Okay, okay. Incredible story. Um, switchboard is empty, dear listener. If you want to give us a call now, is a great time. Uh, 0344, I nearly gave my number then. 0344-499-1000, the late night alternative. Weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. 
on Talk Radio. Lovely, refreshing. Let me listen to the lovely backing music while I drink some water. I'm so thirsty. And I'll tell you why. At the age of 46, I've rediscovered crisps. <laughs> I because the crisps, like, crisps are for kids and for lunch boxes, right? And I've now got kids, and when the kids come round, the ones that they eat, they love crisps. You've got a crisp drawer. Got a crisp drawer. They love prawny cocktails at the moment. So I always just have a load of crisps in, and they just go and help themselves to crisps. So I started eating some of the crisps. Oh, I love it. Prawn cocktail and cheese and onion. But then, then I've been e- eating knickknacks. Um, wheat crunchies. I've got some wheat crunchies. Wheat crunchies and knickknacks are where it's at, baby. Forget your Pringles. Forget all of that. Knickknacks and wheat crunchies. I still like a space raider. We've got yeah. space raiders at home at the moment. I love it, man. Come bears. So, my body has just like dried out. I've become like a husk. <laughs> inside, it's like a salt cave. You can go and sit inside me and it will do your lungs and skin the world of good because I am made of salt. <laughs> but I love it. It's crisps. But it just means I'm thirsty all the mm. time. That's my, that's my dirty little secret is crisps. Oh, three, four, four. Four nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is the late night alternative. It's our last show before Christmas. So if you want to give us a call, now is the time to do it. Good evening, Pablo. Hip hip, how do? What you got for us? Well, just, just to start with, um, if you could be nice to me because it's my birthday. What did you say? Be nice to you? Well, you don't have to be. Okay. But it's my birthday. Who so cares? If you feel inclined to. Yeah. Here's yes, the thing. Yes. No one Nihilism. cares about anyone else's birthday. No one cares. That said, happy birthday. From her, not from me, <laughs> and certainly not from the show <laughs> <laughs> in <laughs> any official capacity. What misery. Thank you, Kath. That was my first happy birthday today. What's that? Is it? Is it only just your birthday? Yes, like it's after five midnight? minutes past. It's our case. It's phoning us up. Oh. <laughs> no, it's, it, no. It, it, I was joking, and it, it was yesterday. By oh, oh, I whoa, retract. I retract whoa, my birthday wishes. I was this tricked. This guy is a. Bur- I put his fader down because I don't even know if I want to speak to this birthday <laughs> fraud. <laughs> it's not even his birthday. I feel such a fool. No one likes people who milk their birthdays unless the day after. Unless they are under the age of seven. No. Birthday, this guy's a birthday fraud. Get to your point. Get to your point, scumbag. You're a birthday fraud. When I was placed on hold, it was my birthday. When I'm speaking to you, it is... That's not my problem. When then you, you need Lady yeah. Alex to wish you a happy birthday. Nothing to do with me, buddy. When you claimed it was your birthday to me, Liar. it was not your birthday. Liar. Dare you. Get to your point, caller. Um... Oh, yeah, no, uh, well, I mean, get uh, briefly serious. Uh, in regards to positive discrimination. Yes. Um, I, I work with uh, people with learning disabilities and with uh, quite a, a, without positive discrimination, a lot of people who wouldn't necessarily get past the, like, uh, CV stage get to meet and um, kind of accept and uh, transcend boundaries. and Until of, they get um, the jobs. Well, not all the time, and to be honest, uh, the main issue with people with learned disabilities within work is there's kind of like a government scheme where they, they get paid for travel, and that's pretty much it. Mm. Um, and um, they do however many hours they want to do, and etc. It, it's all kind of quoted, but ultimately, like the government are paying companies, a lot of them are 
kind of community projects, and all they can afford is their, their travel. They can actually afford the, the like to pay them a, a fair wage. But there are like like weather spoons. To be fair to them, they, they do employ quite a few people with learning disabilities. But is that positive like, discrimination that they're employing those people? Well, to a degree, they, they get to the point where like it, it, it's a, it's an interview stage automatically, um, and it's people who are willing and able to do the job who are like you know put okay. in the position where yeah. they can do that. But they're not giving people the job that can't do it. No, no. I mean, it's up to the company at the end of the day. But, but it's, as I say, it's, 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 it, 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 if you've got a, you know, a learned disability, whether it's <clears> profound <throat> or not, like it, like the idea of filling out an application form or having like a CV up to date, and you know, it, it's a lot of things that, fair enough, for kind of life skills, but they are, are quite daunting to a lot of yeah. people to, okay. to deal with. So if you can get get to a point where you can basically say here's somebody who's capable for the job you can sit down with them and talk to them right and hire them okay up to you. okay so what was yeah. what was the main point you called in for um what's well, my birthday be nice to it's me. not oh, your birthday okay. thanks very much for your call let's go to <laughs> I hate birthday frauds and yeah. chances i hate them i feel so used i hate them good evening nigel oh hi guys all right hi nigel Oh, I'm so fed up with the blooming weather. Oh, I love it! It's yeah, grey and it's, it's grey and it's wet and it's Britain and I love, I genuinely, I'm not yeah, being flippant, I love, I, I love, they can't hear, hear you when I'm talking. I love this weather, it's drizzly. I had to go to the dump today because I, um, mm. I didn't put the bins out for the bin men, or oh, I did, but then my oh. builder moved it. So I had to take the rubbish from my bin to the dump and it was drizzly at the dump, sorry, excuse me, the Household Waste mm. and Recycling Centre. I love it. This weather's great, Nigel. Yeah, but where I live, my house got flooded out, flooded out last time and my mum lost all her stuff and lost some of my stuff and, oh, and it's very worrying. Uh, um, hopefully it won't get come indoors this time. Uh, the road is flooded, obviously, about the roads. And well, the, our and fingers are crossed, and to quote uh, Funboy 3, our lips are sealed. Um, but it's bad all over the country, isn't it? I mean, look at the motorway. No, no um, it's not bad all over the country. Oh, well, it was on the news it was. No, not all over the country. Some places it is, some yeah. places it isn't. Anyway, Nigel, uh, what you got for us? Yeah. No, no, I just wanted to run up because I was up and wanted to talk to somebody. So I can't, I can't get very far on my bike because the roads are flooded. So you know I, that you can, yeah. um, you know that, and I, I listen, I'm glad that you phone us and I'm, I'm, yeah. I'll always like talking yeah. to you. But you know that there are other people that you could phone as well when we're not yeah. on the air. Yeah, you weren't on us for a few days, were you? You had a few days off. We had a few, we were away for a few days. But you know, and I don't just mean on this radio station, there are people mm -hmm. outside of this radio station mm -hmm. that you could phone if you felt lonely, or if, for example, mm -hmm. you found Christmas Day particularly difficult. Have you ever heard of the Samaritans? Oh, of course, yeah, I've done that before. But I mean, I, I've, I've got my girlfriend, but I can get to her because the road is blocked, uh, flooded at the moment. Yeah, but you can phone, have yeah. you ever phoned the Samaritans? Oh, ages ago, yeah, but I don't feel any, I'm that bad, that bad. You don't need to, to be, here's the wonderful thing about them, mm. you don't need to be suicide, you don't need to want to die, uh, you don't need to uh, feel sad to course. phone the Samaritans. <laughs> if you feel lonely. Oh, I've run my brother's wife, uh, like, my brother's wife earlier, she had a long chat with me. There you so go. I've got, I've got her talk to. Um, there you go. 
There you go. Yeah, that's all right. Are you doing Christmas songs yet or anything? No, 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 no. Are you on Christmas Eve? Um, no, this is it. It's our last show before Christmas. We're not on until New Year's Eve now. Oh, um, New Year's Eve. Yeah. yeah. Well, wait. This is the last one tonight. It's then. the last one, mate. It's in, in, in 49 minutes, oh, my yeah. Christmas holly-bob starts. It's, it's Crimbus. Well, it's Christmas. What about, I'll do you a jazz song then. Do you, do, yeah. I tell you what, you want to sing a Christmas song, Nigel? You want to do one for Crimbus? We'll take one for the team. Oh, do, you want me to do a Christmas song? I want to do whatever ends this phone well, call. I can do a jazz song if you want. <laughs> you do whatever you want to sing, my friend. Yeah, the thing I wanted to mention was that on that Ian Lee fan page, I put some new drumming which is on YouTube. I don't know what the Ian Lee fan page is. Well, it's on, uh, Facebook, the one on Facebook, Ian Le Fan page. There's nothing, absolutely nothing to do with me. Oh, but they, 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 they accepted my video, which is good of them. Yep. Because they, they don't always set, they accept your videos. I've got a new drumming one okay. on there. I don't know Probably about that, I, that, but that page isn't uh, anything. Uh, which one, which one would you like, Fly Me To the Moon or Chestnuts Roasting On An Open Fire? Listen, I want to hear about your chestnuts, your hot chestnuts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Um, stop flirting with me. <laughs> Two, three, four. Okay, I'll do that then. I'll do chat. I was doing one open the fire. I've got, I've got to start myself up. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to talk all the way through it. All right, let. Well, we talked through the last. One. We talked through the last one because we couldn't hear you, mate. Yeah, it's this much clearer now. Yes, it is. So let's hear the song. Away we go. I'll bash away. Then. Here we go. Chestnut roasting on an open fire, and Jack Frost nipping at your nose. And you'll tie carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up as Eskimos Everybody anymore. knows Some turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the seasons bright And tiny tots where her eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep tonight they know that Santa's on his way. He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh. And every mother's child is gonna spy. To be his reindeer really know how to fly. And so, I'm offering this simple phrase. To kids from one to ninety-two. Although it's been said many times, many ways. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you, Nigel. Have a lovely Christmas, mate. Happy Christmas to you all. Merry, oh. Merry, <laughs> Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you so much. Um, 116123 is the Samaritans. If anyone needs to call them, you don't have to be suicidal. 116. One, two, three. I know not everyone likes Christmas. It dawned on me last year. I, I don't think I've ever really enjoyed Christmas. I've, I thought I did. But actually, I find it really sad and maudlin and hard work and depressing and anxiety-inducing. And that all of my, uh, um, in the past when I have thought I've enjoyed it, I've been pretending. I think. I've been pretending, calling myself into a bit. I, I'm not saying it's not going to have, I'm not going to have fun. No, no I'm going to go on my sister's Christmas Day. I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to the Christmas dinner, seeing their kids. Got my boys coming over Boxing Day for a few nights and my sister's coming over for a couple of nights. Uh, it'll be fun, but I just find Christmas actually, I, f I find it tricky to navigate, really. Is it the enforced jollity or the... I think it's, it just, it just 
reminds me of sadness. Sadness. I just it just does. You know, I just I just don't really um, enjoy it. And um, I get for a lot of people, it's lonely time, tough time, hard time. Um, so anyway, we were saying it's Samaritans. You can phone the Samaritans. They, oh. Lots there would be other people you could phone. I don't know who they would be, but phone me. Give us a call. I had a bit of a moment today. I got a, I got a, a, a Christmas card through the door in obviously old people's writing. Uh-oh. And I assumed it was from the old gentleman across the road, Michael. Yeah. yeah. Um, who's lived there since before we got there. He saw us moving as a married, you know, newly married couple and had babies and all these... We saw it when he, he had a wife, she died and she was ill for a long time, you know. And so we've seen each other's lives kind of in parallel yeah, come yeah. and go. And he's, the other day he was out, he's always out doing his garden. His garden is kind of his pride and joy. Mm. And I saw him leaning on his spade very heavily. And I walked past him oh, at yeah, one point and then I kind this, of yeah. doubled back and said, are you all right then? He went, yeah, I'm just a bit out. The thing is, he's so fit, you forget that he's in his 90s. What? Yeah. You think he's fit? But in terms of, you know. Oh, physical. Physically able. Thank you. Um, and because he was looking after his wife for all that time, you kind of assumed that he was the one that was, you yeah. know, th- physically able. Anyway, so I assumed it was from him, so I wrote him out a card, thought, ah, he always sends us a card. And um, I was about to put it through, and I, then I opened the card, and it wasn't from Michael. It was obviously something my dad had put through, and it was from my step-granddad, who's now oh. on his own, who finds it very difficult to express emotion and stuff like that. He'd given us a whopping great check for Christmas. And this little card that sort of said, I hope you have a very, ah, oh, man. Oh, I thought he wasn't bothered about us. Oh, that's beautiful. So that's hit you, isn't it? Yeah, it really has. I mean, I haven't got any grandparents left. And since my grandma died, he started writing things like, um, what does he put? Something like, he calls himself like stand-in granddad. So he obviously still wants to be part of the family yeah. and he's... Yeah. He's doing what he can to try and... Oh, give him a call Christmas him. Day? I'm going to give him a call tomorrow. There you go. I send him a card. Yeah. I always send him a box of biscuits. He doesn't want anything. box of biscuits, which will probably last him all year. Hey, you know these Christmas biscuits, right? Yeah. Why are there such big gaps between all the different biscuits? You don't get many... Those tins are big tins, right? Yeah. You can get a lot of biscuits in, but they have really big gaps between I them. I think it's to cater for the big-handed when they go in. Jeez. So you can... I would just settle with a bag of broken biscuits, because <laughs> that, that's just crammed full of biscuit. I want it crammed full of biscuit. I remember that for next Thank year. Thank you. He's some broken biscuits. He's uh, got a Russ. tin of biscuits and he's got a calendar with the kids on it. Yeah. The calendars so with the kids are the yeah. best present, man. The best present. Well, hopefully you like it. Russ, uh, Sloop, stay there. We will come to you next. 0344 This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 Russ! Hello. Hello, Russ. Uh, how are you? I'm all right. What, how are you? I don't care. Oh, I thought you could hear me for a minute. I can't hear you very well, Russ. Well, are you falling down a hole or something? Uh, kind of. Hang on a minute. I'm trying, uh... Right. He knew he had a way. He knew <laughs> he had a way to make this phone call better quality yeah. in terms of the phone line, not necessarily the content. We'll discuss that in a moment. And he chose plan B instead of plan A. What a guy. Yes, oh. Russ. Hello, how are you? We've done that bit, Russ. What can we do for you tonight? Well, I was having a chat with my mate the other night, and uh, he, he was trying to convince me that the Earth is flat. 
And I'm okay, like, well, your mate, your mate is a is a muppet, and I suggest you dump him immediately. <laughs> no, we've been friends since early age at school. And was and he always he, was he always this dumb? Well, he's a police officer, so... <gasps> he's not. Yeah. He's not. I don't believe you. I do not believe you uh, no, are friends with a police officer who thinks the earth is flat. <laughs> I don't believe it. Oh, it's the truth. It's the truth. Okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll indulge you in this fantasy for a little while. Well, what happened was, he tried to convince me because he's he's seen this photograph or in, in Chicago and you got like the big lake in front of the city and the, the, the skyscrapers that are next to each other in the distance... Right. You shouldn't be able to see them, but you can. And he says, okay. the Earth "Oh, you've convinced red. me." Okay, sounds yeah. legit. Well, sounds legit, Russ. Well, no. See, here's my thing. Well, you've got an argument for the world being round. Okay. Science. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when when we see, we we use light. If there was no light, we wouldn't see, would we? So we use or, light. Or if you, or if there's no light, a torch. Yeah, well, that's, that's light. That's a form of light. Okay, or a candle then. That's light. It's not. It's not. It's it's wax and fire. It's not light. Well, it's not a bulb. Not a light, it's, it's not a bulb, it's or, a or it's not a bulb or a sun. So it's it's not technically light. The light is in the ceiling. The candle is on the bedside table. It's not, well, not a difficult it's concept, out, Russ. It's not a light. It's not a difficult concept, Russ. The light is in the ceiling, the candle is on the table. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so you use light to see. If you didn't have any light, you wouldn't be able to see. What about so eyes? If you imagine... Uh, well, that, I use eyes to see. I don't use light to see. I use eyes to see. Oh, dear. Bats dear, use sound to see, don't they? Bats do use sound to see. Mm, yeah. And there's the bat, bat boy, wasn't there? Mm. He learned how to do it. Get to the point, please, Russ. Well, I would if you wouldn't keep saying stupid stuff like this that. This is the guy who phones up and thinks he knows a copper who thinks the, the earth is flat. flat. Okay. Oh, it's me saying stupid stuff. Okay. Let's go to Sloop John B. Good evening, Sloop. Is my man playing tricks like Scarface and Bushwick? Ian Lee having nightmares of girls killing me. How are you both? What you got for us? Confused. That was a, that was a notorious B.I.G. line. Okay. Well, um, um, okay. I'll, I'll check. I'll check it out over Christmas. What have you got Good for? Stuff. Why Good is everybody stuff. tonight? Right. I feel Go like on. it's pulling teeth, getting mm -hmm. to the point of the calls. It's like every, it's like as if someone's ringing the doorbell. You open the door and then they just look at you. No, 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 no. I can get to the point quick. I can Go. Get so there. do it. Go on. All right, Mr. Lee, I've got a recommendation for you. Okay. You were talking about Quadrophenia on Twitch yesterday. Do you yeah, remember? It's an album that I listened, I, I've listened to many times and never dug. I've listened to a few times and never dug, and then I heard it for the first time yesterday. My, oh my, it's, it's incredible. It touched, it touched a, a place, right? Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah, I've got a recommendation for an album for you, and I don't know if you've heard of it before. I bet I've heard, heard of it. George? I bet I own it, and I bet All I don't right. like it. It's called Sergeant you, Pepper. Right. Oh, no, that's a blinder, but, and it's their best one. But no, like, it's, it's not, it's not by a long shot. Sergeant Pepper's like I, fifth or sixth on the list of Beatles. We can debate that another time, Mr. Lee, believe me. But anyway, this record, you mentioned the Fun Boy 3, right? Yeah. Earlier on, the second specials album. Oh, no, 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 thank you, no, thank you. Wait, 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 no, wait. No, 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 there's no, wait, wait, wait. You're not going to sell an, an album by a band whose genre... I dislike. Whatever you say about it... It's not Scar. 
It's not Sky, it's called Bossa Nova Music. Oh, it sounds awful. It's fantastic. Incorrect data. Oh, I'm not going to convince you tonight. I can see what sort of mood you're in. No, I'm in a mood that I don't like the spell. I know I don't. Here's the thing. I know, and this may sound controversial, I know I don't like the specials. Well, you know, they say there's nothing more powerful than a made-up mind, so, you know, I'm going to respect that, brother. Thank you very much indeed. There we go, you see. I like that. I like that. Let's go to fake Sheila. Good evening, fake Sheila. I've never Sheila. heard anyone say Hi. there's nothing more powerful <laughs> than a made-up I've never mind. heard it either. Good evening, Sheila. What can we do for you? Yeah. So, a few things that have popped up tonight that I thought I wanted to talk about, but there's, like, so many. But I've just... I've, I've just pick pick one about. and start. Okay, well, I'll start with this, this, um, Robin's Nest. Robin's Nest? Continue. Okay, so <laughs> it's sort of before my time, but my brother's like 15 years older than me, and he loves these kind of 70s sitcoms, like adores them, and I've always liked Robin's Nest. So when he talked about the one-handed waiter, I knew exactly who he was, because I think right. some people don't know. Yeah. Um, so I've always liked it. I've always liked the program. Right. Did You're... you know he was in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as the granddad, that film? As which granddad? Well, Charlie's granddad. Well, Charlie has, two, Charlie has two granddads in that film. Well, the, the, uh, the, the, the one that can get out of bed or does get out of bed. He's not Grandpa Joe. Joe. He Grandpa Joe. That's him. I'm pretty sure it's him. I'm he when I is him. not Grandpa Joe. If he's Grandpa no. Joe, I'm giving uh, you a mid... Uh, oh, he is, mate. I'm telling you. David Kelly. It's not, the same, it's not the same I actor. Believe it. I couldn't believe he was still alive when I watched that film. Is it the same actor? Hang yeah. on a minute, hang on yeah. I'm, I'm not talking to you, in fact, Sheila. I'm talking to Catherine who's got Google. Is it? Yeah. That's the, that's, that's the yeah, Irish... Sheila, please. Sheila, please. I'm talking to Catherine who's got Google open. But... Hang on. So you're telling me that Grandpa Joe, the one that goes into the fact that the death factory, but, should be shut down for health and safety reasons. But... The Johnny Depp one. Oh, so not in the original. Not up and up. Doesn't count. Doesn't count, yeah, Sheila. Yes, I mean, no, Doesn't no, count. Who's watched the, the who's watched, who's watched the Johnny Depp one? No Me. one. No one I of liked great it. taste. I thought it was really, I liked it's, it. That is not, that is not, Jesus. That is not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory as far as I'm concerned. That is not canon. That doesn't exist. It's, it's good. It's a good it film. is actually Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The other one's called Willy Wonka. Yeah, no, I'm never going to watch it. When you when someone phones up and says he's Grandpa Joe in Charlie, th everyone thinks of the first Golden one. So that doesn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I can believe that he is Grandpa Joe in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Johnny okay, Depp film that no one's ever watched. To me, it redeemed it. He redeemed himself to me because he redeemed himself. 70s kind of programs had they weren't very politically correct, and I used to like. Hello. Yeah, we, what we're doing oh, is when you're talking, that? we are listening. That's how <laughs> conversations work. I'm not used to that. <laughs> okay. Um, so, in the, I remember watching one episode and it, that he said something so terribly racist, I thought, I don't like him anymore. And I, I never watched it again. Okay. He he used a terrible word and I thought, oh gosh. So, when I saw him in this, um, in Charlie and Chocolate Factory, I was quite surprised at that. But I suppose that was the 70s or... or 80s or whenever it was. 70s, 70s, although it doesn't excuse it. We watched no, a little I, bit I, of... I, I was uh, a bit surprised quite. at that, but I guess, is that how things work? I showed Catherine a little bit of Jim Davison doing his chalky oh character, because uh, you'd, you'd never no, seen it, had you? No. It's, um, it's, it, it's pretty... And here's the thing, we used to do chalky in the playground. Did you? Yeah, used to do chalky, so I'm talking when I was about six, seven, eight.
So about 79, 80. We do chalky, we do the voice, we do the everything. Yeah. He was as famous and popular and considered as family entertainment as, I don't know, someone like Peter Kay, wasn't he, back in the day? Yeah, and a, 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 a horribly obnoxious, obnoxious. You look uh, at it now and it's really spiteful. Oh, it's awful, awful. Oh. I mean, yeah, he blocked me on Twitter, Jim Davison, because I called him out, I, I called him out for being a, a muppet. Good, well yeah, done. There you go. <laughs> Uh, yes. The thing is, these people—it it was funny at the time, but it's quite. It would have been so very hurtful to people. Yeah, it was horrible. It wasn't even a very good. Um, I think it's like Jamaican. He's trying to do. It's not even a very good accent. No, no joke. West. What, what we used to call West Indian. It's it's just it's awful. It's awful. Mm. Anyway, Sheila, anything else? Oh yeah, there were some other things. So that was the serious point. So also, you were talking about your middle name. Yeah. So. Um, my dad's really ill, and he's, he was always obsessed with family trees. He's involved in some online family tree thing. And because I, I don't think he's going to be coming back home again, and maybe maybe for Christmas Day as the last time, but I thought, oh, do you know what? He's always trying to get us to look at this family tree. I'll go and look at this family tree. And I found some bright, like, funny names that are on there. Mm. So I thought, for your middle name... Well, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. This competition is closed. I know, I know. There it's are only boys, two... There are only two entrants I in know. this competition. Positive discrimination, isn't it? Is ne po nepotism. Yes, yeah. yeah, nepotism. <laughs> two white <laughs> middle class men. <laughs> okay, okay, go on. Well, what's interesting is my sort of surname is very Hispanic. So all my um, family, it's Hispanic surnames. But yeah. they have very bizarre, it, it can be very Hispanic first names or very bizarrely old fashioned English surnames where oh. they think they're. They probably thought right. they were still relevant. Yes. So I, I just run for a few, and if you like them, well, maybe you could have one. Well, no, I, I will not. I guarantee I will not take any of these names, but I'm happy to listen to them. Okay, Gorbert. What? Gorbert. 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 Yes. Okay. Edwin. Edwin Lance Star. Lancelot. Lancelot. Yeah. Raphael. Turtle. R Rudolphus. Reindeerish. Piedore. Piers Morgan. <laughs> Lazarus. Well, that's biblical. Yeah. Yeah, there are lots of biblical as well, actually. Well, I get Bible. I get Bible and read and go for the names. Okay, the one that made me think I must call you is Adolf. I found an Adolf. Who called and it was after obviously the Adolf. Who calls that child Adolf? <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> John, he's, he is, he's a friend of my mother's and he's changed his name to John. But he's Adolf. Gosh. His first name's Adolf. Yes! I mean, yes. it's a, it's a valid name, but it, it, there, some names God. are so, some names are so, some names are so weighted with, uh, historical yeah. impact. That well, I told you, I was in the playground the other day and I heard a kid being called from across the playground, Myra. Oh, God, that's it's come back. It's still too soon back. for that, isn't that's it? That's coming back, is it? Myra? No, I've never heard it ever. And I was saying to my dad, flipping it, fancy calling a child Myra. He said, well, this generation won't know. I said, yes, they will. It's like, it's up there with adults. Well, hang on, hang on. Would like a mum, 30-year-old parents and below... I don't think Myra Hindley... Yeah, but they've got relations who are older, surely. Maybe their uh, parents died in an aeroplane crash. That's one will say. Surely. But if you go, but if you go, well, this is our baby. Oh, what's her name? Myra. You can't then go, oh, a pox on your house. You can't, you will go, 
Oh, she was a lovely little, you know, lovely little blonde dot. I mean, Myra is, it's a great name. But for us, it is weighted yeah. in Hindley. Yeah. Uh, but I wonder what the cut-off point for that is. I mean, there's no reason a 30-year-old couple would necessarily be away. You can't, you can't know all of the famous oh, I murderers. Think, no, I think, I think she's up there. They've I been talking so. about her for years. Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. Anything else, Sheila? Uh, um... Okay, thank you very much indeed. I'm going to take that, I'm going to take that hesitation as a no. Take that as a hesitation as a no. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Let's get, um, there's a story in the sun today. I don't know if you've heard of that newspaper. I'm aware of its work, yes. A horny couple. Here we go. <clears throat> it's after midnight, everyone. A horny couple. Giselle says she doesn't know the reference. I don't believe you, Giselle. I do not believe you. I do not believe you. You do not. I think you, you probably know someone who can fill you in on that. You do not know Myra. Myra Hindley. You really? I mean, if you don't, you don't. If you don't, you don't. A horny couple was seen having the ride of their lives while romping on a bus in broad daylight. Gosh. They were spotted having a quote vigorous close quotes sex session. Session. <laughs> oh, gosh. How what long does it have to be? Yeah. I reckon forty minutes upwards. At the back of the double decker, that was the bus. At the back. Gas engineer John Dolan was sitting in his van. Let me guess. He was so horrified he filmed it. <laughs> when he saw them getting steamy on the top deck, he filmed yep. the romp <laughs> and sent the clip to his wife before posting it online in a bid to shame them. The video of Tuesday afternoon's session... Can I borrow your juice, please? Uh, yeah, sure, there you go. The video of Tuesday's afternoon session on the number 135 in Presswich, Greater Manchester... Uh -huh. It's your people. <laughs> your people. ...has had more than 460,000 views. Horrified John, people. John said... Just, it looked quite vigorous. They slowed down a bit when the bush stopped. The well, what? The bush stopped. The bush? The bush stopped. <laughs> but was still at it and carried on again as it pulled off. Can I ask you something Is serious? Can I ask you something quite serious? Yeah. Do we sound the same as Scousers to you? I don't know what you mean. Okay, carry on. I can't imagine if an old lady got on the bus and saw them. She'd probably have a heart attack. Well, she can check out the video beforehand now. Bus, bus firm Go Northwest. They did. <laughs> Sorry, go on, I'm not taking this seriously. Contacted for comment. Who is this? So there's a picture of the, the star, of the sultry star of Jumanji, the next level, which I saw at the, I saw at the weekend. It's great. Oh, the Jum I want to I want to watch the two Jumanji movies. Um, the new ones, though. Yeah, I don't want to watch the old one because I watched 20 minutes of that and it was rubbish. It's quite slow. I want to watch the two Jumanji movies back to back. It, it, the Rock does the best impression of um, Danny DeVito. But I'm trying to think of this one. Star of Jumanji, Next Level, 
Denaya Ramirez takes it to another level in the bikini. The actress, 40, right, with co-star Dwayne Johnson, 47, dazzled in the yellow numbers. The film went to number one. She posted on Instagram, honoured so many laughs. But I don't know who she is in the film. She's a sultry star. Surely it's obvious. Well, I don't, I don't, I, let me go on IMDb. Because I saw the film... Right, IMDB is where we're going to go to. 0344-499-1000, by the way, because uh, switchboard is empty. Uh, Jumanji, next level. Right, so let's find this. Because I, I would... Who is she? I would recognise her. Now, there is... Because she's a very beautiful woman. Uh, now, okay, full cast and crew. So Karen Gillan is in it. Of course. Who's she, what's she been in? Uh, Doctor Who. Oh! As who? As one of the... Um, assistants. Assistants, yeah. Oh, good for her making movies. I, I like it when, when British actors and actresses make movies. She's like one of the, she's like one of the main ones. Yeah. She's brilliant in it, actually. Oh, good for her. I didn't realise. Um, okay, Dwayne Johnson. Madis- out of the wrestling, yeah. Yeah, out of the wrestling, The Rock. Uh, we're looking for Dan, Dania Ramirez. It says here, sultry star of Jum- Jumanji, next level, Dania Ramirez. So we got, um, uh, Jack Black, Ashley Scott, Aquafina, that's a great name, Kevin Hart, Danny DeVito, Dania Ramirez. Ah. She's the only one who doesn't have the character name next to it. Oh. <laughs> the only one. Does it just say sultry star? No, it just, it doesn't have anything next to it. <laughs> what? Uh, Danny Ramirez, a Latin American actress born in the Dominican Republic. Um, her first job was JC's girlfriend in this music video, The Streets, Streets is Watching, when it's been the Sopranos, Entourage. She's also appeared in films in 20. She plays an avatar. Well, well, they're all avatars yeah. in it. So she, she's, she's Oh! No, is she the woman that, that seduces... Oh, I know exactly who she is. Is she the woman that seduces um, The Rock when he's playing... Oh, it's so confusing. I don't know. Let's take... Oh, my brain is exploding. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. Earth. This is why I've not worked with this guy for 12 years. I think the trails people have must have gone off on holiday. I think, no, but we ju- that's an ad break. Yeah. Alex, what happened? Would you, would you like an ad break? <laughs> <laughs> do you have one up your sleeve? Yeah. Have you got one? Yeah. Should we do it? I mean, oh, how do we do it without the listeners noticing that we've, we've cocked up? I think, like this. Ads. Across the UK, <laughs> online and on DAB. Kick off your slippers. Don't go to bed. The party is just starting. You can sleep when you're dead. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Christmas starts in 19 minutes. Not had a mince pie yet, although in Costa today I did have a pigs in blanket panini. Traditional festive fare. Uh, switchboard's empty, so if you want to give us a call, last chance to give us a call before New Year's Eve, when we'll be in at 10 till 2, night obviously, uh, doing the New Year's Eve show for people that don't like New Year's Eve, we won't even really mention it, we'll just play some silly games, 
talk a load of nonsense and um, get drunk. We won't get drunk. I won't get drunk. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 0344-499-1000. Boyley, what you got? Oh, well, I mean, how... Mm, now. All right, let's do this one. You know, we get these stories every now and again about kid getting sent home because their haircut is deemed inappropriate or their hairdo is deemed inappropriate. Yeah. And it's often young lads doing their hair like footballers. Well, there's a little girl in this one. Oh. Teachers have been accused of being all bar humbug after a girl was threatened with being sent home over her hairdo. Poppy Lee, spelt differently from yours, 13. Oh, don't, don't spell my name, Poppy. Wanted to be festive in her last week of school before Christmas, so fashioned a Christmas tree out of her hair. Let me just show you a little picture. Oh. You know, like the haircuts, the hairdos in the Grinch. Yeah, no, no, because I've not seen it. Oh, it looks awful. <laughs> it's she, like a beehive with. She's put lights. In it. <laughs> lights well, that's dangerous. It. It's really high. It's about what half a meter. I don't know. I don't do meter. I can't do metric. I don't know. Wait. I would say it's about eighteen inches. Okay, I don't do inches. When she turned up at Manchester Health don't Academy, <laughs> she was told you'd either have to. Take the lights out or go home. You've you got take lights. the lights out. <laughs> it's dangerous. The eight-year-old pupil created the do by wrapping her hair around an empty water bottle. And I know how this is done because I dressed my youngest up as Cindy Lou Who from The Grinch a couple well, of years ago. Okay. No, I don't know what The Grinch is, really. Well, well they I have, know what it is. They have hair, hairdos like that. And I put a, a bottle underneath her hair and I did her hair over the top and then sort of plaits out the side. It looked amazing. But she wasn't expecting to do schoolwork in it. No. The eight, year eight pupil created the do by wrapping her hair around this empty water bottle. Her mum, Christy, said, I'm quite upset, really. It's just bar humbug. It's just no, it's a bit not. of fun and Christmas cheer before she breaks up She's tomorrow. She's broken the school rules and it's health and safety. <laughs> I'm on the school side, totally. She just wanted to make things a bit more exciting. Poppy's always messing around with her hair. She walked in this morning and said, Mum, can I do my hair like this for school? It looks like a Christmas tree. She wrapped her hair around an empty bottle of Volvic water. Oh, she's after a sponsorship deal. And she asked me to put the lights in for her. Put the lights in? Oh, this is ridiculous. Her hair is usually down to her bottom. She refuses to let me cut it. She doesn't care what people think. Rumpel, not Rumpelstiltskin. Hmm? Rapunzel. Rapunzel. She doesn't Rapunzel. care what people think. She's gone to get on the tram from Bench Hill like she does every morning. One of the teachers said her hair looked like fantastic, but then she was told to take it out or go home. Poppy wouldn't come home because she loves school and is one of the top students, so she had to take it out. Principal Kevin Green said, The academy has the highest expectations around uniform and teaching and learning, and all through this week, staff and students have remained focused on learning. Friday's a day when there'll be a series of Christmas assemblies and a time for students to reflect with friends and staff about the Christmas period. At no point did the academy send a student home. The child concern is a wonderful student, and whilst it was a remarkably creative hairstyle, it was, unfortunately inappropriate for school. Exactly. Follow the rules. Very something. No sympathy for parents that encourage their kids to disobey rules like that. Like that. Sometimes I encourage my children to disobey like small rules. Yeah. But not that. Hey, by the way, there's a fascinating conversation taking place on Twitter. You're joking. <laughs> so they're talking about murderers now. Roger, who called in earlier. Yeah. I had an online friend who murdered someone. Gosh. That was weird. Was even interviewed by the police about her. Was asked what I knew about her, what she was like, what we used to chat about. Came close to meeting her. Turns out I had a lucky escape. What? She was Holy shamoly. What? She was meeting people online and doing a meet? I don't know. 
I don't know. So it's, right. it's, it's all we've got right, sure. on that story. I don't think I know... Do I know anybody that's murdered anybody? I know people that have... I know a couple of people that have killed people in unfortunate accidents. Mm-hmm. There was a murder at my school just after I left. My friend knows them. Oh, one of my school bullies who used to bully me murdered someone. Mm. Yeah, he used to bully me, he used to threaten to kill me. And then killed someone. Holy shamoli. Yeah, that happened. Isn't it? Mm. Isn't it though? Yeah, it is. I've often thought one of the many reasons I could never do a murder is the guilt that your stomach. Yeah. Is is the guilt couldn't carry the guilt around. And then I keep referencing this, and I can't remember what the film was. There's a Woody Allen film, and it's um, Martin Landau, and he kills somebody. I don't know if it's planned or not. He, 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 I think he murders somebody. Murders like a woman he's been having an affair with. Right. And then it cuts, and he's like, he's racked with guilt. He's like, oh my God, I'm going to... And he has to go home to his wife, and she's like, what's wrong? And he's like, he's just so anxious, and, and, and you think, my God, he's going to explode. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to... Like 18 months later, and he sits there very calmly, talks to the camera, and says, "Well, I don't really think about it now." And over over time, the first few months were awful, and I was convinced I was going to tell my wife and turn myself in. The shame and the guilt were incredible, but after four, five, six months, it kind of faded away, and now I, I barely even think of her. <gasps> and I think, "Whoa!" And it was it was done. So, I, I, if anyone knows the film, I want to. It's not Manhattan Murder Mystery. I think it might be crimes and misdemeanors. I think, and and I know that you know that the, the Woody Allen is, is is frowned upon these days, but it's such a good film, uh, and it was a brilliant performance by Landau. Just the calm. I don't even think about her anymore. Whoa! And I wonder if that's what it would be like. I think it would be the human brain has to, unless you're you know. Um, it was crimes and misdemeanors. Thank you, Andrew. You know, unless you're like a serial killer whose brain is wired completely differently to, to everyone else's, so you, 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 you kind of a one-off murder. I think your mind would be able to suppress the well, guilt. Here's the other thing about human beings. I'm going to watch that on Sunday. Thank you. Andrew. We are all the protagonists in our own movie, aren't we? We're all the heroes of our own story. There we go. And I'm sure it is in part of the human condition to justify why you did something. Yeah. And I bet if you got to the point where you murdered somebody, it wouldn't be that much of a stretch to be able to justify it to yourself. What are you saying? Watch your back. <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? It's mad. But it's part of survival mechanism, isn't it? It's what keeps people going. Is that that sort of memories fade and... I don't know. I hope I never find out. I hope I never find out. Got some bad news, guys. They've lost the Epstein suicide video. It's gone missing. Jail surveillance footage recorded when paedophile Jeffrey Epstein apparently tried to kill himself has gone missing. Ah, this is the first attempt. Oh, I see. It's disappearance will... Wasn't that the basis of the case against the prison officers who got taken to court recently, was that they they lost stuff? I don't know. 
Its disappearance will fuel conspiracy theories that the tycoon pal of Prince Andrew was killed. Maybe it was. The CCTV film was supposed to have been preserved at the request of lawyers for Epstein's cellmate, Nick Tartaglioni, a former cop accused of killing four people in a botched drug deal. Lawyer Bruce Barkett said, I don't know the details of how it was lost or destroyed or why it wasn't retained when it should have been. The footage was taken outside Epstein's New York prison cell where he supposedly tried to hang himself in July. It was reputed to show that Tartaglioni helped to save him, demonstrating his good character. Ah, I see. Prosecutors admitted it was lost during a court hearing on Wednesday. Oh, guys! Come on! Epstein, whose links to Andrew have forced the Duke out of public life, hanged himself in his cell in August. Mm. No, he didn't! <laughs> he didn't kill himself before he could be tried for child sex trafficking, child rape. His relatives refused to accept it was suicide. Their medical expert, Dr. Michael Barden, said the 66-year-old injuries, 66-year-old's injuries were consistent with being strangled. We're never going to know. That case I was referring to, two federal corrections officers were indicted about a month ago for allegedly trying to hide their failure to check on inmates on the night the convicted sex offender and accused sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein killed himself in his Manhattan cell a mere 15 feet from the jail's common area. Officers Tover Noel and Michael Thomas repeatedly failed to complete mandated counts of prisoners under their watch in the special housing unit of the Manhattan Correctional Center. Even though Epstein, actually, isn't it? It's Epstein had apparently tried to kill himself a few weeks earlier, prosecutors said. Both pleaded not guilty. Well, there's the thing. We'll never know. Because Big Pharma doesn't want us to know. <laughs> the Big Pharma. Yes, Andrew. Yes, Ian and Cass. Hey. Good to have you back. Thank you. What have you got for us? Um, you talk about like killers and murderers and a little bit on and on. Um, about a hundred yards from where I live, there was a cannibal. Um, Sorry? Yeah. He killed somebody and was ate part of them. And the police caught him and when they went in, he was bullying. He was had parts of the body, so <laughs> there you go. Gosh. Um, Flipping heck, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, that's how, uh, so what, on your street? Yeah, it was initially about a hundred, about a hundred yards from where I live, on the street, on the road. Um, it was, it was a few years ago now, but, um, yeah, yeah they, they, the police went in, found him, cooking parts of the body in the, <laughs> in a pot. I'm glad you're bringing you much, um, Joviality, is that a word? Mm. Joviality, yeah, is that a word? Is, yeah, like, but it, you're you're enjoying it. No, but it, it brought it to my mind, because you were talking about it, but I was watching a thing on Netflix. <coughs> yeah. Called Don't F with This is the thing, of the, have they just dropped this on Netflix? Because we, we had a call about this earlier on. Yeah. It seems to be the thing of the moment, Don't F with Cats. Yeah. I've, I watched the first two episodes and I'm like, Oh my god. I don't know if I need to see any more Netflix murder documentaries. I kind of feel, 
I kind of feel I've seen all the Netflix murder documentaries that I want. I wouldn't mind watching um, a documentary about um, kids painting windmills or something. You know what I mean? I wouldn't mind watching. Yeah, yeah I'm uh, done with crime. At I the wouldn't moment. mind watching yeah. a documentary about um, a woman learning to ride a horse. You know, a documentary about some deaf people putting on a musical. I, I, I wouldn't mind watching a documentary about something artistic coming. You know, about beauty. I don't know if I need to see any more murderers, Andrew. I understand where you're coming from, but you know why you won't see those documentaries, documentaries that you want to watch? Yeah. It don't sell. In incorrect data. Incorrect data. One of the best documentaries I've ever seen, and I'm going to be watching it over Christmas because I'm going to be in floods of tears, is the Mr. Rogers documentary. It's stunning. Oh, it's stunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's stunning. And it's beautiful. And you, you watch it and you're waiting for the catch. You're waiting for the bit they go, and he was a paedophile. There is no catch. All it is is a beautiful man that believed children deserved intelligent, thoughtful entertainment. That's it. Let me add to that the yeah. Dr. Ruth Westheimer one. Oh, I've got Ask to watch Dr. That. Ruth. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Is the, the, the Andrew, the, the beauty is out there if you look for it. Okay, I'll look for it. Thank you very much <laughs> indeed. I don't like... True I, crime, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm over. I don't like cannibalism. It leaves a terrible taste in my mouth. Okay, No, no really? I mean, that's... Come on. Um... CJ? Hey, a short one. I just wanted to wish you both a, a very merry hey, Christmas. hey! Hey, her name's Catherine. Don't phone up to say, oi, short one. <laughs> her name is Catherine. My, my ears pricked up. She stands at five foot two tall <laughs> in <laughs> heels. <laughs> yes, CJ. Yeah, it's worth to wish you both a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, and well and done for getting that. it right. And all that. Well, you have to, you know. The anyone scumbags that, that say happy Christmas. I hope their Christmas tree falls on their head. I haven't got one this year. You haven't got a head? What? Well, I've definitely got a head. Yeah. I just wanted to say it's working okay at the moment, which is Good. wonderful. Perfect. Well, uh, just so. just just get get through Christmas. I would if I didn't have the kids coming round, I wouldn't have had a Christmas tree because they're a faff. Yeah, it's pointless, isn't it? Except for the pine ones. They're a real faff. And it's just, already I'm, I'm dreading, I forgot to water it and it's wilting and I, I'm dreading the, having to put it out for my stroppy bin men and, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to water them. Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to water really? them. It's a, it's a, it's a plant. But, really, it's a fungus one, you know, huh? dead tree, so. No, we keep it moist. Keep it moist and it will last a bit longer. Ugh, Do you, um, tip your postman or postwoman? Um, if I see them, I, you know, I'm nice to them. Well, that's not being nice, isn't a tip. That's they want money. That's manners. <laughs> but, well, that's all we're getting. Okay, all right, CJ. Uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you very much indeed. We got, uh, where's, where's, here comes uh, Martin Kellner. Yeah, hello, Martin. Hello. Do you, um, give your postman or postwoman a little Christmas box? If I see him. There we go. I'm not, you know, if I'm not there. How much would you give? Five or maybe, maybe a tenner, but no more than that. Twenty quid to mine. Twenty quid to yours. Okay, twenty quid to mine because she's excellent. Yeah, mm. she is excellent. In the past she's delivering the post round uh, London. Ours is only delivering the post round Wakefield. Which oh, is look, much easier. Well, no, I'm not in, I'm in Aylesbury, so I'm I'm, Aylesbury, I'm out and about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you have a special relationship with that particular post I did, person. I did when she gave me something to to sign. I said sign for it, and I and as I shut the door, I went thanks. I love you. 
and I have no idea why I said it. No maybe, idea maybe why I said it. Maybe because trouble like that. Yeah. What was the Woody Allen film you were talking about? Because I could only just... Crimes and Misdemeanors. Oh, that's I've not brilliant. seen it for years. But Mar Martin Landau murders someone, doesn't he? And yes, then, he murders the woman he was having an affair it with. It is, and then it cuts to him like 18 months later going, well, I hardly think about her anymore. And yeah, I, that's I mean, right. The guilt just completely oh, subsides. It's a great film. not seen it for years. I might watch it this weekend, actually. I might well worth it. I mean, I think it's a fantastic film. Yeah. I saw it again about two or three years ago and I thought, why isn't this film more yeah. famous? I mean, well, right, at the time it did, did reasonable business, as all Woody Allen's yeah. films do reasonable business, never any more than that, apart from Annie Hall. Every now but, and then one of them will kind of pop up. I, though about ten years ago they had like a big season and it was Manhattan Murder Mystery and Crimes and Misdemeanors and a few of the slightly more obscure ones that are actually... Pretty Great, good. 58.30, Mr. Kellner. So I'm keeping quiet. No at all. Um, I'm keeping quiet. Oh, God, so I've got to fill more mm. than 30 seconds with mm. while I'm going to the show. Mm. That is going to be so to you. difficult. Yes, going so difficult. Uh, the main thing in the show is the fact that we're not playing the usual music that we play out of the advertising breaks. We're playing a bit of Christmas music. Mm. We're acknowledging the fact that, but we're not playing Last Christmas or Merry Christmas, everybody. We're playing Swinging Sleigh Ride by Joe Mr. Piano Henderson etc. So lots of stuff for the teenagers. Uh, we've got that and we've got our usual politics and all that stuff. But uh, we have got some actually quite good stuff. And tomorrow we've got the guy who's written the Ken Dodd book. That's that at 58.30. He was supposed to come on my show! What a way to end back on New Year's, ta-ta! <laughs> this is Talk Radio.